7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hey everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, worldwide radio for humans, and of course joining me as always on the program, the one and only Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the uh, city that is electric. I'm here, I'm here. Excellent. And uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, welcome to the program, sister. Hello, brother. We had a couple of hours of relief today when the shit given went to Alabama to uh, sign Bibles. He signed Bibles. Yes. Yeah. Jesus yes. Christ. Why he not? Signed, he signed the front of them too, not even like the inside, like hi, oh thanks for reading my book. God. He signed the front of them. Hi everybody. He oh wrote my it. god. Seriously. He wrote the chapters. Seriously, Kenny, I didn't mean to do that to you. No, that's okay. I appreciate you telling me that, but I mean, seriously, uh, here, you know, (laughs) go hug a flag and scribble on a Bible. Jesus, what is wrong with these people? I just need to know, is this a a thing or is it just me? It's never been a thing. That's never been a thing. In Alabama. Are we sure? Because I don't want to knock Alabama. I don't think it's a thing in Alabama. I don't think the politicians signed Bible. That's a Trump cult thing. That is a Trump cult thing. If somebody asks a politician to sign their Bible, the right thing to do, right or left, would be, you know what, let's go ahead and find something else for me to sign for you. We don't want to, you know... Toilet paper? Sure. I mean, not that I truly have reverence for the Bible, but if you're a Christian... You would. Why would you want somebody to deface your Bible? I mean, I, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm not sure if there were Bibles already there for him to sign or not. I haven't oh been able God. to look into that. I'm surprised he didn't just hmm. like get on the back of a truck and throw them out with some Pampers. Um, well, you know, maybe they told him the Bibles were rolls of toilet paper. I don't know, but yeah, paper paper towels. No, he, he did. He he signed Bibles today. Oh God. Oh my God. Well, we'll get back to the shit gibbon later in the show. Um, but uh, there's something I want to start off talking about, and and I don't know how many people out there have seen it. I watched the documentary, spoilers ahead, everybody. Michael Jackson was a pedophile. Um, the documentary Leaving Neverland on HBO is one of the most profound things I've watched in my life. It, it is uh, w- when it comes to documenting abuse, and documenting the the abuse of celebrity power to harm extremely young children and brainwash them with your superstardom 
and uh, it is it is so ugly. It is so absolutely ugly. And this and and I I don't generally like this phrase just because it's used against people on the left a lot. But it triggered me. It triggered me to remember some abuse that I encountered when I was a kid, when I was about these guys' ages in the documentary. Um, and it, and I'm not. I'm just gonna you know put it out there because and and I said to Rain and Joe before we got on the show, it's like this is stuff that I Rain you said I I I just put it away. It's not that I've blocked it out or forgotten about it. I put it away because I felt complicit in it. That's the that that that's what my brain is telling me now that I put it away because I felt complicit and I was I was six or seven years old. And we had these neighbors named the McAllisters, and they were just, you know, the, the parents were scumbags. Um, they they basically dumped their kids with the grandparents, and there was either an older brother or an older cousin, and I can't remember his his uh, how old he was, but he was big. He was big compared to me and the the one daughter, the one McAllister daughter. And basically, there was this abandoned farm barn behind their house and another house that was like out in the woods. And this older brother or cousin or whatever his name, I think his name was Leon or something like that. And basically, he would make me and this young girl who was my age do stuff to one another. And God. And like I said, I was six, maybe seven, uh, tops, tops. And and I only remember this happening like twice. But I always kind of felt like I was complicit. That you know, he was threatening. He was threatening to hurt us if we didn't do something. You know, he's uh, you know uh, he would you know he'd like have a stick. You know, he'd get a stick out of the woods. He like smack his hand with it and stuff like that. So I, I and you know and I'm I'm sorry to dump this. I don't like talking about this, you know, because there's been a couple instances of uh, instances of abuse in my life, but this is one that I'm okay talking about. Um, because again, I I just put it away and I never thought about it again. But the reason why is because you know, like I said, it, it's not similar to what you know. It's abuse. Yeah, it is similar in the way that it's abuse, and someone who is more powerful than me made it happen. But he victimized not only me, but you know, this little girl too. And there was a, a, a and there was, was another relative. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. he, um, yeah, either sister or or cousin. I think he was the cousin because he was significantly older, and he was he was big. He he seemed like when you know back then he seemed like he was ten feet tall. You know. Yeah. And you know he looked like a man to me. Um, and, um, and, but I, I do remember, I remember two times and then I remember a third time where it was just me in the shed and the girl wasn't there and he told me to take my clothes off and I ran like nobody's fucking business. And he said, and, and he didn't say, and I remember what he said. He didn't say, take your clothes off. He said, strip. And I said, what? Strip. And I wasn't sure that meant, because that's nothing my parents ever said around me. You know, they didn't say strip to take your clothes off. You know, they so, you know, go get out of your dirty clothes, take a bath. You know, go get out of your clothes, you know, 
put your pajamas on, whatever. But he said strip, and he, you know, I remember he was like pointing at me, and you know, maybe doing the like fist in the palm of the hand thing or something like that. But I ran, I hauled my ass home, and a little while after I got home, I asked my mom what strip meant. I just said, "What does strip mean?" She's like, "Oh, well, strip. It's like you know, strip a paper or you know, strip a tape or something like that, or it could mean to take your clothes off." And I was like. I'm glad I ran. I'm glad I ran, and that was that was probably one of the last encounters uh, I ever had with with anybody in that family. So, so that's what that's what this documentary brought forward with me. Because again, these kids were, and it, and there was another thing too, is I was infatuated with Michael Jackson when when Thriller came out. I think I was like, what year did that come out? Was that uh, eighty two or eighty three? Hi. I think it was 83, 84. Uh, okay, let me and see. I, and I say that because I remember being in my freshman year of college and everybody listened to that album. And Thriller, that was 85. Thriller so came out I, in 82. I was really? Ele- yeah, I was 11 years okay. old when, when Thriller came out. And I remember okay. seeing seeing the, the Thriller video on TV and yeah. it struck me. It was so awesome to me. I loved that. And then I loved and 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 I was I was obsessed with Michael Jackson too. And so I that puts me at like 11, 12 years old at that time. And I re, I just remember, you know, he he was like he was just magical and he loved, you know, he 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 was like one of us and he, you know, he wanted to do things to help kids and he wanted to empower kids and he wanted you know, and I and I so admired that. I remember just being being starry eyed every time I'd see him, and you know, and 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 actually like kind of loving him. You know, and yeah, it, it, actually I do, yeah. And and you know, it was he was the first person. He was just so unique and so, so talented, and and seemingly so charismatic, and really seeming to care about kids, and. And I remember, and I don't know if it ever got mailed, but I wrote him a letter and I drew a picture of him in his Thriller outfit. And I, I remember the basic gist of the letter was that, you know, oh, you know, oh, you know, I really like your music and stuff and you seem to really, you know, care about kids. And, you know, and I was getting picked on at that time and I was going through a rough time at home, too, because my sister was a runaway. She ran away from home at that point. Um... And uh, so I was having like a fucking miserable year at age 11, you know, not knowing whether my sister was dead or alive. And then, you know, this come, you know, and then seeing Michael Jackson and being like, this, this seems like somebody who would always be there for you, you know, and, and, you know, and, and again, you know, and this is something that I, I just tucked away. It's like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm the metalhead now. I don't think about, you know, when I used to listen to pop music all the time. You know, that's when I, you know, what uh, next to Thriller, I think the only other album or, or record I had purchased before then was the theme set, the theme song from The Greatest American Hero on a 45. You know, <laughs> uh, believe it or not, I'm walking on it. So, which also was one of the best laugh lines in Fahrenheit 9-11, too. Um <laughs> I remember the theater just roared when that that played. If anybody's ever saw that, but 
but all this stuff just came back with, you know, you know, in, in thinking I, I'm, and I, I thought to myself when I'm watching this documentary, I was like, I fucking, I, I, you know, I hope he never read my letter. I, I, you know, if it got mailed again, I don't remember. Cause I, when I was a kid, a lot of times I would write letters that I was going to send to celebrities and then I'd chicken out and I would never send them, you know? So, uh, you know, I don't know if it got sent or not. It probably didn't, but, and that's, and Hey, that might've been a lifesaver. But again, I wasn't a kid with any kind of talent and it didn't seem like, you know, in 82, that was when he really started grooming young boys. So, and honest to God, I might've been too old for him at that point. Cause this documentary, it talks the, the, the um, uh, the two guys involved, uh, in, in this documentary were actually character witnesses for Michael Jackson at one point, uh, during his other trials where he was accused, accused of child abuse. And, um, they finally decided to break their silence about this. And I know there's been a lot of criticism towards these guys, but when you watch this documentary, I don't think you can walk away without not believing them um it, it's uh, uh wade 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 robson is one of the um one of his victims and chad uh, i'm sorry uh jimmy Safechuck is the other jimmy Safechuck was the first of the two uh and he was um he was the star of the the famous michael jackson pepsi commercial where um, the kid walks in Michael Jackson's dressing room and he's looking around at all the costumes and the hats and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And he I turn- remember that. Yeah, and he turns around and there's Michael Jackson smiling at him from the doorway and the kid's like really excited. Um, and, and then the other kid is um, uh, Wade Robson. Well, I'm, he's a man now. They're both men. They're both in their 30s. Uh, but Wade Robson was, um, he, he's now a famous choreographer or was, yeah, I think he stopped doing choreography, but he, he did choreography for like Britney Spears and I think, um, and sync maybe. And he went on to like do Cirque du Soleil, you know, but he was, he basically, he was an Australia born in Australia and he was infatuated with Michael Jackson and he learned to dance like him and, you know, his parents sent him to dancing school and stuff like that, right? Um, and then he ended ended up winning some kind of competition and then in, was invited on stage at a Michael Jackson um, uh, concert and, um, and then ended up coming to the United States um, and stayed at Neverland when he was seven years old for a very long time, uh, for, for like, you know, a week. Uh, it, but then, you know, th- well, I don't, I don't want to go into all the details, but he stayed way too long for a young boy to stay with a man in his thirties. But the way, the way that this, this went down and this is how well, the, the abuse that I talked about with me, this is, this is way different. I was intimidated by somebody who was bigger and older than me that I was terrified of that I had no love for. This was a superstar who made promises to children. Seven-year-old boys made, made massive promises to them about what he would do for them and how special they were 
and he would manipulate them. And, and at one point, um, and I'm getting the two stories a little mixed up here, but at one point, um, the one, one of the boys woke up and found Michael Jackson sobbing in a corner because they, the family was due to leave the next day for like the grand Canyon or something like that. I think this was the Australian family and the kid walked up to him and, and said, you know, and he was, you know, wanted to know why he was crying. And he was like, because you're leaving and I'm going to be alone. And basically mm-hmm. he, he convinced the kid in the family to say, you know, oh, you, you know, he, he said, basically you can do whatever you want, but you could leave him here with me while you and everybody else goes to the Grand Canyon. You could leave him with me at Neverland. And then that's when the 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 moves, you know, the the gradual, you know, escalation of of you know, casual touching, you know, touching a shoulder, touching a thigh, you know, roughhousing things like that end up leading into, um, you know, touching genitalia and you know, in in oral sex, and things like that. And, and to me, it was so profound because the way these guys were talking about it is they, they got, they, they said basically, you know, and, and Jackson would lie to him and say, oh, this is what people do when they love each other. God sends you to me. And, you know, and, and, and saying, oh, and you can never tell anybody else because nobody understands us. Nobody, it's us against the world. And if you ever tell anybody, we'll both be put put away in jail for our love. And it was so, so profoundly ugly and, and disturbing. And to think that he got away with that. And, you know, and, and again, the, the kids, they lied for him. You know, the, um... Wade Robson at age eleven totally lied. No, he never did anything. Never did anything. Never did anything. Um, and then again at twenty-two, he lied for him. And then he just ended up breaking a silence a few years ago. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, finally getting over the ick here, everybody. Just a few coughs here and there. Um, but it it was just so so jarring to think that. Somebody with such could use superstardom in such an evil way, and I'm not saying it's anything new or anything like that. But it, you know, again, it's it's just in the perspective of something, you know, where where I have a little bit a little bit of understanding that you know there was kids loved Michael Jackson, and if if by chance I was some kind of you know up and coming actor or dancer or something like that. I that could have been me. That could have been any any kid of the era, you know. But he singled out these two and, and others because you know there were two that were were dismissed. Uh, you know that that the juries said, "Oh no," you know, uh, like. And I saw uh, they they interviewed some of the jurists uh, after this, um, and some of the things they said were just pathetic. Uh, as to why they voted something. for his innocence. Yeah, go ahead. Because 
I don't doubt anything that you're saying, but I remember that trial. That trial was, what, 10, 15 years ago? Uh, a long time ago. There, well, he died 10 years ago, so the the trials were 2009. Oh, God, it's been 10 years. Wow. I think it was like 93 and 2003 or something like that were the two trials. Might have been 2003. And I, I, the, the, what I'm going to ask is, did they address the fact that when that trial happened, um, it, it, there was a general consensus around the industry, and it was also a consensus that was put out there to the general public that because Michael Jackson was so abused and misused by his father, his you know, his family, because mm-hmm. we've known, I've known him my entire life. He he wasn't much older than me. I mean, you know, there's the ABC, one, two, three, I'll be there when he yeah. was with his brothers as this, you know, cute little, this cute little kid. Um, I remember at the time there was this consensus that this didn't happen, that Michael Jackson just never grew up because of how his father abused him so much that he was stunted in growth. Did, did this documentary address that at all? Uh, no. Uh, um. And, and the reason why I asked this is because I always found that to be very peculiar. I, I, you know, I, I was abused. I mean, this is something mm-hmm. that we've talked about on this show. I yeah. had a really shitty, you know, growing up, it was pretty shitty, but... You know, it's not like I went around and abused other kids. Yeah. And so I always found that a very, very strange um, defense and a strange marketing strategy to keep Michael Jackson's legacy clean. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it sounds like that this this documentary is setting a lot of things straight, which is really sad and yeah. needed. Yeah, because and- I loved Michael Jackson. I in high school, I remember just going and buying like all the Teen Beat magazines and making mm-hmm. collages of him. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I loved him. I loved his music. I thought he was, I thought he was sexy. I thought he was just amazing. You know. Yeah, he just felt like one of us to me when you know when I was a kid. You know. It was like, you know, he, he, you know, he gets, he gets kids, he understands kids, but it wasn't that at all. And the, the, the first, the first one, the, the kid, the kid who was the actor in, um, uh, uh, Jimmy Safechuck, this one was crazy because it was before Neverland. He bought this before he bought in, in Neverland, right? He used to go over to the Safechuck family at home and just hang out. And there were like pictures of him like sitting on the floor and goofing around in in uh, Jimmy Safechuck's bedroom, um, and you know the mother was like, "Oh, he was like he was just like a kid. He was you know." And everybody was you know th- those were things they said. Oh well, you know he was just like a big kid and he never had a childhood, so it seemed really innocent. That's what um, I'm at. Yeah, and uh, but they never brought up his abuse, uh, you know. Uh, him being abused rather um but uh yeah i i 
I'm not trying to make an excuse for no. it. I want to make no, no, no. that really, I really I didn't, clear. I didn't get that at all from, from what you're asking. You're just curious as to, you know, the narrative of the film. And, and, um, and, and then there's, there's one part. There's one part where um, when Wade Robson went back to Australia with his family, um, he was sending faxes to him and he referred to him as little one and would just send him these faxes that looked like love letters written from like a little boy to a little girl or a little girl to a little boy you know and they had he had all kinds of nicknames for him and uh, would would say you know oh i love you so much you're so special i love you i love you i mean just you know just gross I mean, they, they show a, 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 a montage of, of screenshots of all of these fat handwritten faxes that he was sending um, to this little boy. And they were wooing him. They were He was wooing him. He wanted him to come back to the United States, you know, and... At one point in this, and I couldn't fucking believe this, but he 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 told um, Wade Robson, the Australian kid, he told his mother, "I want you to leave your son with me for a year." Oh, I uh, and she's like, "No, he's he's seven years old. He's my little boy." And he actually said to her, "I always get what I want." Oh, and and th- things changed a little, but they were like saying that he used to call and talk to talk to him on the phone in Australia and talk to him for like up to six hours. This is not I really need to watch this documentary this is, because there's so much I, I, overwhelming. Asking, yeah. Why? Why did the parents let him? Beyond the, and I'm not blaming the parents. No, well, I'll tell you what. Well, there are people who do. I haven't seen it, but I got to tell you, I'm pretty sure that if I was talking on the phone to an adult for more than an hour when I was seven or eight, even with my messed up childhood, Mm -hmm. um, one of my parents would have been like, "You need to hang up the phone. Dinner's ready. I need you to go clean the bedroom, go vacuum." Go do something. The only adult I would be on the phone with for any length of time would probably be my grandmother or my grandfather or my my other grandfather. And that would usually be the phone passed to me after my mom was talking to them, you know? So none of this yeah. is is right. None of this is right. And I'm, I'm not I, I'm really not trying to blame the parents. I, I There is some blame. There is some blame for the parents. Like I say, it, it, I do need to Yeah. I do yeah. need to see it. Yeah. I, just it, it, you know, a, as you were talking about this, I keep thinking and keep going back to the freaking R. Kelly thing this week. Oh, and we can talk about that too, but uh, my question is when are we going to get the documentary about Ted Nugent, who glorified what he did in songs? Oh, is it because well, he... Ted Nugent's white. He's white, and he did it to women, or young, or to girls. I'm sorry. You know, it was straight molestation. Yeah, he's white and And he's white and conservative, and he loves guns. So, yeah, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about him adopting a girl 
and marrying her. This doesn't her. excuse R. Kelly or Michael Jackson, but it doesn't. yeah, that's a really good point. It doesn't. <sighs> and yeah, R. Kelly. That I've 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 had a deep abiding hatred for R. Kelly for the better part of twenty years. Uh, we'll talk. We can talk about that when we because you back. hate black people, Kenny. Net it. That was, that was a joke. That I know. Was a joke. I know. Um, I've heard about R. Kelly and his proclivities for twenty years. Yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, but yeah, and that's that's another. I didn't talk about that documentary series. I don't think uh, it, it. I didn't talk about it because this one struck me on a much more personal level. We should have talked about it, but we can talk about it. But I watched. No, the, no, I understand that Kelly because one. Michael Jackson, I think, touched. I'm going to be very honest and very blunt here. Michael Jackson touched a lot more white people than R. Kelly ever did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know one song by R. Kelly, and that's I Believe I Can Fly. I heard rumors about Aaliyah, but I just didn't listen to a lot of the, um, the R&B and, and whatnot from that time. Yeah. I, I, and I heard about those rumors because I, I, I literally dated a black guy and had a lot of friends of color at the time were like, yeah, that yeah. I believe I can fly. R. Kelly's a dirt bag. You know? I, oh. oh I, I mean, yeah. I'm saying this. I know what I just said. I know mm-hmm. I just said I dated a black man and that's how I learned. But that is the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we'll, and we'll talk about Michael that. Michael Jackson was everybody's. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead. We got to get to um, get to the break. Uh, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the R. Kelly thing too. I'll talk a little bit more about the Michael Jackson thing because it was just it was. I I mean I just you know I I I couldn't believe it. I just I mean I could, but when you listen to the sorry stories, this man. I when you listen to I, the, the stories of these two guys. These two survivors. Um, if you if you come away from it and you're like, oh well, he you know they lied in court or whatever. If if you you got no heart. I mean, because these guys they bear their souls in this thing, and mm-hmm. and it is it is hard to watch. It is hard to watch. It's compelling. I will say it's absolutely compelling, but it is disgusting when they because they describe. They're, they describe their encounters with him, and I'm not. That's nothing I'm going to get into, but you know, they they describe things, and the you know, it, it's the similarities of of the things that happen to each of them. It, it's just it's unfucking believable. So I think that we give famous people a pass because we love them for their fame. Yeah. Well. I've deleted all of the Michael Jackson I had on the network after this, and I know Trojan Rabbit has some up there, and I think Adam might have some. I didn't want to delete their their songs, but if you don't want to play Michael Jackson anymore on the network, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, mm. So anyway, uh, let's go to the break. Let's listen to an artist that will always be featured on Indie Media Weekly, and that is Bob Rouse. <laughs> uh, we'll listen to... Uh, she won't let go. We'll be right back right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. A smooth talking, jive talking street thug. KennyPick.com.
Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What a wolf, it's showtime! Leo McAllister, I remembered his name. It wasn't Leon, it was Leo McAllister. Uh, welcome back to the show, ladies and germs. Uh, of course, joining me as always, Mr. Joe Santoros of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello. Uh, I'm, this is some real uh, lighthearted stuff for the first hour, huh? Uh. Yeah. Well, it has to be. It really, seriously, it has to be. We have to talk about these things. Yeah. Because... Um, it's the only way we can make progress in preventing this stuff in the future. Absolutely. I just hope parents take note that, you know, this, this fascination with celebrities uh, can be dangerous. Yeah. Look at well, who we have in the White House. And that was adults who put him <laughs> sure. there. There's 30% of American people are fascinated yeah. with him. Yeah, and of course, Rain uh, from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau. Welcome back. Hi. Um, Joe's right. We do have to talk about this. And I would like to add that it's not just a fascination with celebrities. It's also a fascination with people who seem 
larger than life for young mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And that could be anybody. Yeah, it could be anybody. And that's why, you know, I, I want to go back to parenting. <laughs> um, but also, I don't know. I don't know the solution. I'm not a parent. I, I'm really not a parent. But at a certain point, if somebody seems so magical and so mystical, well, I, uh, your, your parents should be the ones to say, Let's take a step back. And if you want yeah. to spend time with such and such a person, I want to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and, and when I was when I was watching this, I couldn't help but be struck by some similarities with how people blindly follow Trump as to how they blindly followed Michael Jackson. Like, like, how could they not know what their real mo was what their real uh desires were and and, you know how how can people not know that trump is just in it for himself and isn't gonna just do whatever he wants i mean just look at the wall just look at you know the you know and, and i don't mean to diminish you know survivors of abuse by comparing but trump's an abuser too you know and he's he's been allowed to get away with uh, God knows how many people, how many women he's abused outside of the, the ones who've come forward. You know what? There's at least 20, 20 women who came forward about Trump. I think, I think it's 19 or 20 that are confirmable. Yeah. And uh, it's called information bias. Yeah. I mean, where it's just like, Oh, I found somebody who makes me feel the way that I want to feel. Yes. I found somebody who confirms, you know, or not just confirms, but I found somebody who, yes, I'm angry about this, and this person is angry about this. And so, therefore, it's information. Yeah. What's the word? What's the phrase I'm looking for? Confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. But now. And that's a problem. Yeah. And what Michael. For adults and children. What what Michael Jackson was able to do to pull the wool over the eyes of, of, a relative, you know, I mean, well, a lot of people, but the way he, you know, hoodwinked people into thinking he was one thing and really another, you know, that that happened to, you know, the the real victims there were, I don't know how many kids, at least four have accused him, uh, in in some young families, whereas. All these star-struck crazies that voted for Trump, they were all adults of voting age. A lot of them very old. Um, so, But anyway, I don't want to get too into the weeds on that part. But the R. Kelly thing, I heard about um, that tape. And if you watch the documentary, um, uh, what is what is the the name of the R. Kelly documentary series? I think it was called Surviving R. Kelly, and yeah, I did Surviving not see R. Kelly. it. I, I heard did. about that tape when he peed on a teenager. Yeah, over a decade ago. Yeah, uh, well, that was almost twenty years ago. Um, yeah, because uh, it was before I had the current job that I have. Because, and the reason I know that is uh, because I remember seeing, you know. There were still shots from the video of of the face of the individual on it. You know, you know, I sure as hell wasn't gonna Google you know L. R. Kelly yeah. kitty porn, 
but there were websites that you know uh news websites that had the still shots and i saw those and i'm you know and he was saying it's not me it's not me it's not me he tried to even say it was one of his brothers he tried to make his one of his brothers that doesn't even look like him um you know and but uh that tape came from his organization it came you could identify the room you know they they showed areas uh, they showed parts of that video you know with no sex in it um in the documentary where they showed oh yeah look this room is is you know this is part of here it is in another video where they're recording an album or something but i used to work with this um this um a kid named Sean, I don't want to say kid, he was a man, he was a grown man, but he he had a learning disability, and I worked, it's when I worked at The Gap, and he, you know, he he would always want to listen to music in the stock room, and I'm like, okay, that's fine, and the only fucking CDs he had were R. Kelly CDs, and he put them on, and the first song is like some kind of fucking gospel song where it's like, you know, oh, God gave me everything. God, you're so great. And the next one is like, and the next one is like this really fucking graphic song about, you know, promiscuity. Yep. And then gospel song, promiscuity, gospel song, promiscuity, gospel song, promiscuity, rinse, lather, repeat. And I told him, I said, Sean. The lyrics in these songs are inappropriate. I said, you, you can't play, you know, uh, I said, there are people here that don't worship the same way you do, and there are people here that will be offended by the sexual innuendo here. And I understand, he, he had a learning disability, but he kept bringing those fucking CDs in. And, you know, and, and I was just like, dude, you know, I got to get through to him. And finally, I got him to finally stop. I was like, you know, I think I even brought in some like John Legend for him, you know. I got a burned a CD from the library. Oops, I pirated something. But I was just trying to get him to listen to something, you know, more positive, you know, the because uh, uh, that was so ugly. It's like how can you know? It was such a such a joke to me that you could have a gospel song next to a porn song. There was there was an article that came out, I think, the Chicago Sun-Times Today from R. Kelly's lawyer during his 2008 um, porn case. And uh, hold on one second. I have to cough. No problem. And it, it, the, the lawyer said he was absolutely guilty. Mm-hmm. And the reason why the lawyer is coming out with this today, now, is because he has terminal cancer. He said, I'm going to die within three months. But I want people to know that I knew he was guilty then when I was representing him. Mm. I talked to him about changing lyrics to his songs because there was one particular song where it, it was about a teacher driving around and this is kind of ironic, driving around in a car with a student and taking yeah. advantage of that student. So and when I say ironic, I'm looking at you, police. But I don't, <laughs> I don't think that the, any member of the police ever molested a student. 
But he said, I want to get this out here now. And he said he was absolutely guilty. And one of the reasons why he didn't get into trouble for 10 years after that case was because he sent him to a doctor to take pills or to get medic- medicine to, you know, kill his libido. Mm-hmm. That's in the Chicago Sun-Times today. And it also should be... I, I know this isn't supposed to be like a, you know... Let's talk about pedophile show. But he did marry the, the R&B singer, Aaliyah. Oh, yeah. And she forged She forged her age when they got <coughs> married. She was 15. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There is, uh, I mean, that's a huge part of the Surviving R. Kelly documentary. Um, and uh, he, there, there's a song that she recorded. Um, age called, ain't nothing but a thing. Yeah, ain't nothing but a number. Yes, sorry, and I did not watch that series, but no, that's what I'm saying. I've heard all about this beforehand. Yeah. And anyway. And uh, why do we cover up for serial pedophiles? I, I guess yeah. that's the, my bigger I, point. Why are we covering up for serial pedophiles? And and I know from what I've read about the, the R. Kelly documentary, there is a really big, and I think it's a really worthwhile conversation to have in the future, is why aren't we protecting young black girls? On the other hand, why aren't we just protecting children who are victims of pedophiles? Because in the end, when it comes to R. Kelly and Michael Jackson, and Ted Nugent, and and I, I don't we could I, I don't want to have to dig for more because it's disgusting. Jerry Why, Lee Lewis. Jerry, thank you, thank Elvis you, Elvis Presley. Thank you, Elvis. Yes, Elvis Presley. Um, uh, Maybelline. The guy who's saying Maybelline. Oh, Chuck Berry. Chuck, Chuck Berry's Berry? another one. Uh, why do we? Why do we uh, protect? These stars, when they prey on children, mm-hmm. yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis and and yeah Chuck Berry, he married it. I think Chuck, yeah Chuck Berry. I'm pretty sure he he sang the song "My Dingaling" for Christ's sakes. Yeah, and he also was into uh, uh, poop sports. <laughs> Okay. Poop sports. Uh, I, I, guess, I, I forget. I, I mean, what is it? Is that called coprophagia? Is that what that's called? Oh man, I don't know. Poops. What is poop sports? Is that when you like poop and throw your poop? I don't know. Or is no, like that's oh, that's eating cop, poop. Cop, bingo. Oh, coprophagia is oh. eating eating poop. I think he might have been oh. into that. And stuff. We need to stop protecting celebrities when they do bad things. Yeah. Another example. What's his name from from the movie industry? Weinstein. Woody Allen. Woody Allen's another one. Weinstein, who was I was thinking about again. Don't forget. uh, Do this. Rosemary's Baby. Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. That motherfucker needs to be dragged back here. From hiding in France. It, It just seems like time and time again we protect. These guys who do terrible things. How about Epstein? There's an. Uh huh. Oh yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. But we protect these guys who do terrible things because 
they are such they bring in money for other people they make money for other people yeah and 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 i do think there's a racial component to it because right now i'm not excusing either one right now the focus is on michael jackson who is african-american and r kelly who's african-american and yeah. we've kind of forgotten about all these other i don't want to say we've kind of forgotten about but they just don't get the they're not getting the coverage now yeah and 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 again think, you know that makes sense guys ted nugent was the head of the nra ted nugent you know spoke and, and played for countless conservative people who are still in office to this day you know, I'm fairly certain he did a lot of stuff with Ted, New Ted, uh, the other Ted, Ted Cruz. I think he did rallies for Ted Cruz. Um, you know, Trump invited him into the fucking Oval Office. It's just, you know, we need Sarah to stop Palin. saying just earning money is enough. Meow Goodness made a really good point on the, on the chat. The stars are protected because they make their agents shitloads of money. Yeah. It is time for that to stop. It yeah. really is. And in the case of Michael Jackson, you know, Michael Jackson doesn't necessarily have an agent, but I know he's got somebody who's protecting his entire, you know, empire. Yeah. It's time to stop and accept the truth that people do bad things, even if you mm -hmm. like the stuff that they have done. Yeah. And what all these, what all these agents and lawyers and, and you know, uh, uh, family members of these, you know, who uh, of of the victimizers. What do they always say? Well, in this day and age, they say, "Oh, Me Too's gone too far." That's all they do. Me Too's just enabled anybody to accuse anybody of anything. No, it's not the rife abuse going on. That's yeah, the there might be there might be a handful. A very small handful of people who've lied and pretended to be victims. Looking at you, Jussie Smollett, you're under arrest. Um, there, there might be a handful of individuals out there who who make shit up, but pfft, look at the track records of these individuals. You know who are yeah. trying to trying to. You know, I mean, Cosby. Thank God he's in prison. There's another should one. That should have happened a long time ago. You know, there's another one who bragged on the record, but. But what I want to know, I mean, truly, I, I'm really, really disgusted that nobody, but nobody, has really dug into the Ted Nugent thing. Courtney Love accused Ted Nugent of uh, uh, getting oral sex from her uh, when she said she was like 11 or 12. I forgot about that. And she just backed off of it, I guess. I don't know if she was, you know, I, again, who knows if she was telling the truth, but nobody pursued it. Nugent himself said, yeah, these parents would bring their girls to me, like R. Kelly is saying. These girls... He adopted one of them. Yeah, these. he said, better that they're having sex with Ted Nugent than some drugged out wacko in high school, is what they were saying. Is what you know? That's what is, that's he, what he said. Where I I love this conversation that we're having, and I'm not trying to say that we should not talk about R. Kelly or Michael Jackson, but why aren't we talking about people like Ted Nugent? Why? 
He has a lot of protection. And the thing is, he's not worth nearly as much as Michael Jackson was worth. Nearly as much as what R. Kelly was once worth before he fucking blew all his money from his one shitty hit single from that shitty shit Looney Tunes basketball movie. Dumbest fucking movie ever made. Never Which watched one are you talking it. about space jams? God, yes. Is it space jam? Is that where that movie I can believe I can fly? That's from? yeah, yeah. That's what that came from. He had a lot of other hits. Cat uh, scratch fever. <laughs> uh, Cat scratch fever was not in space jams. No, no, no. I'm just saying that was another. That was a joke. That was the only one I know of his. <laughs> New I never even heard the space yeah, jam New, one. New, well, no, no. Space jam was what R. Kelly, I believe, I can fly was in. So. Oh. That fucking horrid, horrid Joe. song. Huh? <laughs> We're confusing Joe. You're I think it would be hilarious if there was a Ted Nugent song in Space Jams. Wang, Wango Tango. It, it has Wango Tango in it. Spiritually retarded. Spiritually retarded. Spiritually retarded. That's what you are, Ted. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah, Ted. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I've never heard a single R. Kelly song in my life. I think you, you have. You've I heard. Do. I believe I, I, I can fly. Sure you've heard. I believe I can fly. Nope. That's <laughs> song for me. I guarantee you that song's been hoisted at you at the grocery store or or. The shopping. I, I think, the, well, if it has, it's gone right over my head. That's good. That's so. good. <laughs> right. really I believe it can it fly right over your head. Song. Oh, it's a horrid song. Well, so okay. Sap- Mr. It, Mr. Metal Jam. So sappy and stupid. You believe you can fly? All right, R. Kelly, go up to the top of the highest building you can <laughs> and start flapping them arms and jump. I liked the song hate it i did i'm not gonna lie it was a because we have very different musical tastes worse than wind beneath my wings oh right we're not gonna go into this side here like we that. go <laughs> like that one too ken i believe the children are future i like that one too they're all sappy and gross Kenny and I should do a show someday with Joe being the host. Oh, no, no, no. We'd get into (laughs) movies like Love Story. I mean, I sat through Love Story saying, die already. (laughs) (laughs) Die already. Die, 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 my darling. Like, just die. I want to get out of this theater. All right, well. Yeah, anyway. uh, We we got out of it. All right. I'm sorry. That's okay. We got to go to break. We got to go to break. We're going to shift gears when we come back. Did you know that Democrats are the anti-Jewish, anti-Semite party now? I heard that they want yes, to nuclear. I heard they want to nuke Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? We we want to go that far? I just want to draw draw pictures on some Bibles. Um, <laughs> this is this. What a world. Happy Friday. Uh, happy Friday, everybody. All right. I'm sorry for the heavy subject matter here, but this was really important for me to talk about tonight, especially because of, of again, the things it brought back, you know, and it, and it, it, I, I, it doesn't, it's not like anything that's hurting my heart. What happened to these guys 
it's it's racked their spirits. It has it is near it could have what what they endured could have just absolutely destroyed them as human beings. And the the they are heroes for getting through what they what they survived. Um and um, you know, and you know, I'm just lucky I could run fast enough. Uh, you know, oh. uh, but I'm glad that you could too, Ken. Yeah. I mean that with my heart. Well, thank you. Thank you. But anyway, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and run to the break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get Bobber on with us and, uh, start talking about some stuff that's a little, a little less, uh, uh heavy. <laughs> so just like, touch. like treason. Yeah. Yeah. So there okay. we go. Uh, all right, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Fuck! 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 Oh! Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always, on the program... Joe Santorsis, Grant, Pennsylvania, the Electric City owner-operator, Joe's Clown Car Garage. President. 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 <laughs> president. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking you were going to say you were president of the Clown Car Garage, which uh no. be as well. Uh, chief mechanic. Chief mechanic, yes, that's right. Uh, head uh, grease monkey. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington D.C. The Beltway Bureau. Welcome back to the program. Hi, how are you? 
Not too shabby. Not too shabby. And, uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's time. Uh, Hello, Bob. Bobber for Freedom's Blog, Washington, D.C. Howdy, howdy. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, we, we fortunately, you got off, uh, uh, we, we got the real heavy stuff out of the way. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll try and lighten it up and find out about how we're a bunch of, uh, filthy anti-Semites right now. <laughs> so. Sure. Yeah. Well, all right. I'm going to say this right now, and that is, uh, I do not have that much of a problem with what, uh, uh, Representative Ilhan Omar said. I um, agree with that. Uh, there was... One tweet she made, she apologized for, but it's all about the Benjamins or something like that, uh, referring to Israel. But again, it, it wasn't about the Jewish people, you know. Um, but uh, the the house um, the house made a vote against hate speech. All right, and I think it was a completely unnecessary move, but I guess they're doing it to save face. You'll never see the Republicans do something like this. Um. If if what Ilhan Omar said was offensive to a certain you know amount of Jewish people, uh, you know, see the thing is what 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 the problem is is that you can't say anything about evangelical Zionism without being oh you hate Jews. No, we hate evangelical Zionism, and guess what? Not every evangelical Zionist is a Jew. What I mean, could you could you imagine? Uh, statement it, didn't mention Israel at all. It didn't. It didn't. And I do have some. I have the audio here. But but the thing is, it was interpreted as that she was concerned about lobby. You know, money being lobbied from different countries to dictate our foreign policy. And it was taken as she's talking about Israel. And who really took offense here are evangelical Zionists. Not all Jewish people. Not all Israelis. And evangelical Zionism is basically trying... It, it's, it's a, it, 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 there's Christians in the United States who have their own motivations for supporting Zionism. And there are uh, certain you know, Jewish sects that are trying to support it. And I've talked about it on this show before, the red heifer prophecy. They want to try and breed a pure red heifer. And there's some, you know, rabbi and Texas evangelical guy trying to breed a cow that will bring around the fall of the temple, temple mountain, the returning of Christ. Crazy shit. Like as if, you know, we humans, I mean, if, if you believe this stuff anyway, if you believe the, you know, the, what they say in the Bible, the, the the hubris that we humans could do something to force force a prophecy, force God's hand into you know um, starting up Armageddon or the Rapture or whatever. That's the the, the hubris of it. It's just it seems so anti anti uh, Christian um, in, in its very core. Yeah, yeah, it's anti God. Uh, you know, for sure. They're, they're trying to say, well, we're just going to do it for you, you lazy shit. You know? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and and it, so, 
So that that is the problem. That is absolutely the problem here. Is you cannot talk about, you know, uh, about, uh, and I'm not gonna the the phrase evangelical Zionism. It's a new phrase to me. Uh, you know, I just I read somebody's tweet about it today. I forget who, but that is the problem. That is the problem. Is you can't go against evangelical Zionism without you know evangelical Zionists saying. You're an anti-Semite or you're anti-Israel or anti-Jewish, uh, I mean, as some, Trump some says. Quarters, I mean, in some quarters, you can't criticize the Israeli government at all. They, it, it, it's as if the Israeli government and the Jewish religion are one and the same. And yeah. I, you know, I, I certainly don't think they are. There may be some people that do, but I certainly don't think they're the same thing. Well, when no. I go after Islamic jihadists... Who want to blow themselves up with suicide vests? I'm not talking about the Muslims down the street who run the corner store, you know. Uh, I'm not talking about you know uh, uh, any you know not painting, but you know they're okay with that. The you know Christians and Jews in you know some corners of Christians and in, in, in Jews are okay with saying Islam's the religion of hate. Have you seen what your God did? Which is also the same God. Abrahamic faiths. Hello, people. Let Let's remember what the, what tweet set this all off, and I agreed with it. She was criticizing the American Israel Public Affairs Committee (APAC), who was a lobby, a pro lobby, a pro Israel lobbying group. Mm-hmm. Yes, that spend a lot of money lobbying congressmen and presidents and the executive branch. To have pro-Israel policy. Yeah. And much of what Israel does is offensive to Palestinians. Yes. Much of what they do, I mean, they're actually enforcing apartheid in the occupied territories. Mm-hmm. Okay. And much of what the Israeli government is doing is immoral. Yeah. And she pointed out that this money that's flowing from APAC into the pockets of congressmen is affecting our foreign policy and we should be more neutral. Absolutely. And I don't see anything anti-Semitic about that. I, I think that here's, here's what she said. And it came, um, it, it came, well, it was last week. Here's what, so we had the I, original I actually, controversy right? Yeah. The original one, which is where, you know, she stumbled in with Glenn Greenwald and all this other crap. And, you know, she said, I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, my, my remarks were, <clears throat> she said, actually, antisemitism is real and I'm grateful Jewish allies and colleagues who are educating me on the painful history. Okay. And that was after the Glenn Greenwald dust up this, this week, or no, it was last week. She was at Busboys and poets in DC and she said, I want to talk about the political influence in this country that says it's okay for people to push for allegiance to a foreign country. I want to ask why it's okay for me to talk about the influence of the NRA, of fossil fuel industries, or Big Pharma, and not talk about a powerful lobbying group that is influencing policies. And because mm. of that, she was accused of anti-Semitism. Yeah. That, that she, she didn't mention... She really has a legitimate problem that we all, 
I have a problem with it. I have a problem with the influence of the NRA and fossil fuel and big pharma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And APEC. Yeah. Yes. Well, let me let me this play this. Not to. Sorry. Let me play this NBC News clip about the House vote, and it actually contains some of her audio in it here as well. Democratic Congresswoman Ilhan Omar tonight. Are you going to apologize? Refusing to answer questions about comments many in her own party are condemning as anti-Semitic. Remarks sparking a vote late today on a resolution condemning hate speech. Does she need to apologize? Well, maybe she may need to explain that she did not. It's up to her to, to explain, uh, but I do not believe that she understood the full weight of the words. Ugh. Omar under fire for past tweets, including Israel has hypnotized the world and saying U.S. politicians support Israel because it's all about the Benjamins, baby. She apologized for that. But then this comment last week. I want to talk about the political influence in this country that says it is okay for people to push for allegiance to a foreign country. Many Jewish Democrats outraged. Jews have dual loyalty and can't be patriotic members of the country in which they live? Words matter. The firestorm sparking a deep divide among House Democrats. Some progressives defending Omar, who's Somali-American, pointing to anti-Muslim slurs against her, like this poster in West Virginia. Fellow freshman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeting, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, and all bigotry serve the same ends. They sure do. They sure do. And, and, yeah. But apparently, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, the anti-Islamic stuff I see from the right, you know, and everybody, remember when everybody was freaking, freaking out, what did they want Obama to call... Um, Terrorism, you couldn't just call it terrorism, you had to call it as Islamofascist Nazism or whatever, you know. Uh, you know, they, they had to call it, you had to call it something. He had to call it something different, and I haven't heard them say it, so I don't remember what it is. You know, they don't, they, they dropped all their, all their fucking, you know, demands for, for Obama once, uh, the white, you know, orange white boy got in the office. They wanted so. it called Islamic terrorism, and Obama yeah. didn't want to do that because he didn't want the word Islam associated with terrorism, and yeah. rightfully and, so. And can, can I just add that another really shitty president called George W. Bush didn't want to do that either? Yeah. Now, you know, to, to go back to her comment, now maybe I misheard it, but it sounded to me like she said that she was against forced uh, allegiance to a foreign country, or uh, um, or, or something, something to that effect, and not that people can't feel an allegiance towards another country because of their religion. Yes, mm-hmm. but but that it was being you know somewhat inf- you know uh, forced upon everybody. Now, did, did I mishear that, or am I, uh, or is that what no? She said? I, I think you. you I you're... don't. I think I heard that. I, I think you're right. She she is not saying you know she didn't mention anything about anybody's religion. You know she's and, talking about lobbying. Yeah, let's let's bring this back to something yeah, really we could simple. Also, she's we talking could, about lobbying. Yeah, this could be. Oh, I don't know. This could be about uh, uh, maybe Saudi Arabia or Russia. Yeah, I mean the fact that she she in that statement, and this is getting really forgotten about in all 
from the right or the left or the center or whatever it is, she mentioned the NRA. She mentioned mm-hmm. fossil fuels. Yeah. She mentioned she was talking about lobbying, and and there are people out there who can, you know, you you can. I think there's a fair. I think there's a fair point to be made about what Nancy and how Nancy Pelosi stated it, that she probably didn't understand the full weight of her words. But I I, I can understand the full weight of her words. I don't think stupid. if she was I don't think if she was a Muslim, people would be Nobody freaking would out care. so much. If she was a white freaking progressive man, we would be standing up and being yelling, hell yeah. Yeah, there have been many politicians in in history and recent history who have criticized our undying devotion to Israel, no matter what Israel does. Yeah, this, it, and this, that shouldn't be. I think this is what this is what she was saying that APEC, like the coal lobby, like the oil lobby, like big pharma. Yeah, APEC does the same thing in the same manner. They spend tons of money, the Benjamins, tons of money to sway our allegiance to Israel, no matter what they do, moral or immoral. She did not not at any time deny their right to exist as a nation. uh, What the other side of it is, is that Palestine has that right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Let, let's yeah, pivot let's, this let's, a little wait, bit. Wait, wait, wait. Can I can I make one quick comment? Yeah, go, go. Let's just flip this over to the to the uh, climate change argument. All of these mofo's on the right are are literally saying that climate change is not real and we should ignore its existence, which puts human existence in peril. Yeah. And nobody's questioning them the same way that they're questioning Omar. Yeah, that's anti-Semitic, anti-Christian, anti-atheist, anti-Muslim, anti-Buddhist. It's anti-everybody. Yeah. That's anti-babies. It's anti-humanity. What about the babies that you love so much? <laughs> the babies. What about the babies? <laughs> babies. <laughs> Let's pivot this a little bit, though, because uh, uh, this is what Trump said on his way to uh, Alabama to, to sign Bibles. Uh, this is what he said outside the helicopter. I thought yesterday's vote by the house was disgraceful because it's become the democrats have become an anti-israel party they've become an anti-jewish party and i thought that vote was a disgrace and so does everybody else if you get an honest answer if you get an honest answer from politicians they thought it was a disgrace the democrats have become an anti-israel party they become an anti-Jewish party, and that's too bad. I'm going uh, to Alabama. Oh, okay. Let's listen to this I'm famous. I'm going to Alabama. Let's li- listen to <laughs> this. Uh, let's listen to this famous uh, Democratic uh, Party leader from 2017 responding to the Charlottesville, uh, uh, the the Nazi who killed uh, uh, Heather Hare in uh, Charlottesville in 2017. Let's. Let's listen to this noted Democratic leader's response to that. You had a group on one side and you had a group on the other and they came at each other with clubs and it was vicious and it was horrible and it was a horrible thing to watch. But there is another side. There was a group on this side, you can call them the left, you've just called them the left, that came violently attacking the other group. 
So you can say what you want, but that's the way it is. From both sides, sir, you said there was hatred, there was violence on both sides. Well, I do think there's blame, yes. I think there's blame on both sides. You look at, you look at both sides. I think there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it, and you don't have any doubt about it either. And, 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 and if you reported it accurately, you would say. They showed up in and you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. On bo- uh, oh. I'm, I'm sorry. I was looking for a Democrat. That was actually the leader of the Republican Party. That seemed rather anti-Jewish, since those fine people were chanting, Jews will not replace us. Will not replace us and um, flood the soil. I'm going to have to look somewhere else for, um, uh, let me see. Okay, here, and also in 2017, uh, this noted Democratic leader berated a Jewish reporter uh, over the, the questioning um i don't know i'm confused though why would why would they question a democrat about the trump administration omitting the jewish people from a statement on the holocaust i'm not sure what democratic leader this could be uh but uh but yeah let, let, let's see uh, okay sit down I, I understand the rest of your question so here's the story folks uh number one oh, i am the least anti-Semitic person that you've ever seen in your entire life. Fine people. Fine people. Number two, racism. The least racist person. In fact, we did very well relative to other people running as a Republican. Where's my African-American? Quiet. See, he lied about, he was going to get up and ask a very straight, simple question. So, you know, welcome to the world of the media. But let me just tell you something. That um, I hate the charge. I find it repulsive. I hate even the question because people that know me, and you heard the prime minister, you heard uh, Betanyahu yesterday. Did you hear him? He said, I've known Donald Trump for a long time. And then he said, forget it. So you should take that. And then he said, forget it? Instead of having to get up and ask a a very insulting question like that. Go ahead. Uh, Okay, so generally... Generally, you say nice thing about. Generally, you would say nice things about the Jewish people, uh, instead of instead of saying anti-Semitism. I'm the least anti-Semitic person you've ever seen. Wait, right? So, (laughs) anti-Semitic. Okay, never mind. I I I get that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, Well, he is anti-Semitic towards Netanyahu. Netanyahu, yeah. Which, you know, he's related to Tim Apple. Well, all I know is Jews love gambling with all that money they have. So Netanyahu. Are we all supposed to forget the whole, you know, Jewish star with Hillary Clinton? Oh, yeah. You are supposed to forget that. Thanks for reminding us. I forgot it. Um, Let's also... also uh, his comments about, I don't want those people to have my money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he wants guys in beanies counting his money, not black people. Yes, yeah, that's what yes. he wants. Thank you. Thank um, you. Also, so I'm sorry. I thought I had a Democrat, an anti-Jewish, uh, uh, an anti-Semitic oh. a Democrat clip to play, but I don't. All right, let's listen to the highly insensitive joke that a Democratic leader made uh, just last October 
at the Future Farmers of America convention, uh, they make a really insensitive joke when 11 people were slaughtered uh, in a synagogue in Pittsburgh. Let, let's see who that oh, Democratic... Oh, this is going to be Jerry Nadler, right? Um, maybe. Uh... Maybe. I think it must be Pelosi or somebody. By the way, somebody just said, your hair looks different today. I said, well, I was standing under the wing of Air Force One doing a news conference early this morning, a very unfortunate news conference, and the wind was blowing and the rain, and I was soaking wet, and that's what I ended up with today. And I said, well, at least you know it's mine. Yeah, ain't nobody else want to own that shit. And I said, maybe I should cancel this arrangement because I have a bad hair day. Maybe I should cancel going to speak to the future farmers of America because I'm having a bad hair day. Not because 11 Jewish people were killed by a conservative white nationalist. That's right. I forgot about that. He is so... Oh, my God. I'm really trying to find all these anti-democratic, anti-Jewish democratic clips. He shot up, or the the Tree of Life was shot up, right? Tree of Life in Pittsburgh. Synagogue in Pittsburgh. God. He made jokes about it. Okay, all right. How about how about do how about this Democrat who tweeted, "We cannot allow Soros, Steyer, and Bloomberg to buy this election." Oh, can I guess? Oh yeah, was that, was was that, that? Kevin McCarthy? Oh yeah. Oh, I see. I thought that was uh, Chuck Schumer. Oh yeah, yeah. Kevin McCarthy. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he well well known. Democratic yep. Jew? Uh, yeah, and Kevin McCarthy was saying, oh yeah, we, we should have that Ila Omar resign. She should be taken off oh, all committees. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, because you know, when we talk about... You but know, Soros, Omar, Steyer, and Bloomberg sure. by elections. Yeah, Remember that Democrat that said, I'm like David Duke without all the baggage? Oh, Jesus. That was uh, that? noted Democrat... Um, Oh, God, his name just farted out of my head. Uh, Steve Scalise. Oh, Steve Scalise. What a nice guy. This is, this is why I get so... Why I am personally pissed off about what they're trying to do to, to Representative Omar. Um, there, there is a legitimate discussion to be had about what she's trying to talk about. Mm-hmm. There's also a really, really legitimate discussion to be had about... Um, you have you have old school Dems and Re- I'm going to say Dems. Republicans are just they're they're just opportunists. Where the 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 way we look at Israel is changing, and when I say we, I look at people who are older than me and people who are younger than me, and I I think that I, I tend I tend to really gravitate gravitate towards people who are younger than me where. We need to be able to criticize the the the, um, the government of Israel as opposed to the country of Israel, and it's time that we started to really look at the differences. The same way, the quite honestly, the same way when George Bush was president, and now that Trump is president, we want the entire world to take a look at. You can criticize our government, mm-hmm. but please don't judge us as a country because yeah. of who we have as a president right now. You had and literal think, Nazis running it last year uh, uh, yes. as GOP members. Yes. 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 You know, 
Um, and I so have to, there's yeah. a discussion to be had here instead of just a blanket condemnation of her. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that, that Nancy Pelosi, I did not agree with her, wanted to come out and, and condemn. I don't know if it was just Nancy Pelosi, but, we're, you know, this idea that we're going to come out here and we're going to censure, um, you know, Representative Omar. I'm really happy that they changed from a censure to passing this thing where we condemn hate. I think that was a good thing. I think that was growth, and I think that Trump was said it was disgraceful. Well, Trump said yeah, well, passing <laughs> passing a, a vote on hate speech was disgraceful. I I know. I know. <laughs> I, I think that I what mean, the Dems did was a good thing. You can't even. Trump hates hate speech uh, legislation. Well, so do twenty three other Republicans. They voted my against God. it. Oh, oh my God. we we're against you know we're against hatred. We are against Islamophobia. I get Gomert. No, I'm sure no. was one of them. Gomert had to be one. Um. <laughs> anyway. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll shut up for the next half hour. We gotta probably. go to the. We gotta go to the break. Um. Uh. Do need a volunteer for reverse call, and I did get a message from Skype. I think there might be a fix. I didn't have a chance to download it, but I think there might be a fix for the uh, the call in line. Um, an exclusive download just for people who have the problem. So I think I'm supposed to beta test this, but I'm not going to be able to do it until next Tuesday. Um, or maybe tomorrow night on Mike Check Radio. We'll see. Um, but, uh, anyway, um, let's go in, uh, hit the green news report when we come back. Uh, yeah, let me, uh, uh, let's do, um, let's do get somebody on reverse call in. If, if no takers, then we'll just keep talking about stuff. Uh, I do have more audio on, uh, how we're so, so damn anti-Jewish in the democratic party. <laughs> Not really. Actually, I have a great clip from Juan Williams about Trump's moronic response anyway uh break time we'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this friends here's some exciting news everybody i know you can believe in yourself if you believe in yourself you will know how to turn up the night with kenny pick up everybody It's Thursday, March 7, 2019. One of the realities of coal-burning plants is that you need a place to dispose of the waste. Toxic coal ash waste found contaminating groundwater in 39 states. Plastic pollution contaminating even the deepest ocean trenches. Former U.S. officials slammed Trump White House for ignoring military on climate change. Plus... Democrats believe this is an issue of surpassing importance. What do our Republican colleagues believe? Senate Democrats go on offense as Republicans lie about the Green New Deal. The truth behind those lies and much more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. When I saw the, the new Green Deal, Sean, I thought it was a Saturday Night Live skit. You know, drunk uncle spouting off. No, you must have been watching Fox News, Joe Bastardi of Fox News. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I guess the folks on Fox News must be in favor of 
toxic arsenic and mercury and, you know, the brain cancers that go with it. Well, that would seem to be the case because two environmental groups have released an analysis of mandatory water monitoring reports required by an Obama-era rule finding unsafe levels of toxic substances in the groundwater at hundreds of mostly unregulated storage ponds near U.S. coal plants. Wow, that's terrible. I guess we need to get rid of that Obama-era rule. Well, that's what the Trump administration is trying to do. Those storage ponds store the toxic waste left over from burning coal for electricity, and they did find that those substances are already contaminating the drinking water near more than a dozen plants. The Trump administration has also weakened regulations governing toxic coal ash waste. And this is all done via Donald Trump's Environmental Protection Agency? Yes. Neat. Disturbing news about the state of the oceans this week. Scientists have found that heat waves are sweeping the ocean like wildfires, just like on land, and they're now happening far more frequently than they did last century, harming marine life. A different study finds humans' plastic waste is everywhere, with researchers warning that the deepest ocean trenches are now becoming, quote, the ultimate sink. Last year, a plastic bag was documented at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, the deepest point on the planet. In a new study this week, researchers for the first time confirm that deep-sea creatures are actually eating the plastic pollution. They found microplastic fibers in the stomachs of every tiny animal they tested. Mm. In politics, 58 former high-ranking military and intelligence officials have issued a stern rebuke to the Trump White House. Good. In a letter, they objected to the administration's plan to create a panel to challenge the government's own scientific findings that climate change poses a threat to national security. They warned President Trump that, quote, imposing a political test on reports issued by the science agencies and forcing a blind spot onto the national security assessments that depend on them will erode our national security. It is dangerous to have national security analysis conform to politics. Why does Donald Trump hate the military? Meanwhile, a new analysis by New York University calculates that if the Trump administration succeeds in enacting all of its proposed rollbacks of Obama-era environment and climate policies, it will cause the release of 200 million metric tons of extra emissions each year. That's the equivalent of 54 coal plants further damaging the climate and leading to thousands of premature deaths. It would be a record. Everyone said it wasn't possible. But instead of debating policy solutions to climate change, Senate Republicans instead launched a full court press on the Senate floor on Wednesday to lie and fearmonger about the Green New Deal resolution introduced by Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Democratic Senator Ed Markey. Indiana Republican Todd Young promoted wild cost projections and false claims based on a report by a fossil fuel industry-funded front group. Over the next decade, the so-called deal would cost up to $65,000 per American household per year. Needless to say, that is not true. What? They're making stuff up? Yep. Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts pointed out that Republicans are trying to dodge the fact that they have no plan of their own. We can unleash a technological revolution to solve the problem. That is what we should be debating out here this afternoon. Not a whole group of bogus facts produced by the Koch brothers, paid for by the Koch brothers... 
Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York said Senate Democrats plan to go on offense and make combating climate change a central issue of their 2020 campaigns. It's a remarkable shift from just a few years ago. It is, though, what that offense looks like remains to be seen. We are talking about Chuck Schumer and Senate Democrats. Yes. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Indy Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Oh, I gotta figure out a honky drop. You don't fight with honor. No. He did. <laughs> uh, call back to our Game of Thrones special from Mike Jack Radio last week and uh, Reigns um, I thought winter was already here Rain <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, from For Freedom's blog Washington DC welcome back but we gotta do name calling here in a minute I'll, I'll get you back in in a second and uh, Bobber der Braumeister from For Freedom's blog Washington, D.C., of course. Hello, Bob. Welcome back. <laughs> howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. And, uh, of course, Joe Santorsa, Granton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Welcome back. You know nothing, Rain Koch. <laughs> and uh, also, I, I would like Cold, to man. I would like to say, if Cold you go... like winter. <laughs> Go to the um, uh, just just a, a fun little exercise here. Um, uh, uh, go go do a Google church. You know, go surfing on the internet. Go do a Google church. You're going surfing on the internet. Um, and and find the uh, on Wikipedia list of Jewish members of the United States Congress. All right, and when you scroll down, um, the uh, there are the, the blue. Names versus red names on the list. <laughs> um, boy, there's been a lot more blue Jews than red Jews in the Congress. Um, I did it. I see Bernie. I see Diane Feinstein. I see Chuck Schumer. I see Ben Cardin. I see Ron Wyden. Nita Lowry, Jerry Nadler, Elliot Engel, mm-hmm. Debbie Washington Schultz, Adam Schiff, Jeff Polis. There are no Al Franken, not there. Presently, there are zero Jewish Republicans in the Congress. The last, the the last one was uh, Norm Coleman 
and he lost his reelection. Wow. How, how about that? Meet me out, cash me outside. <laughs> uh, how about that? <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, House of Representatives. Louis Let's Gomer take a look is at that. Jewish? He's not. Oh, I thought for sure. <laughs> so Eric Cantor. He's oh, he's he's Gonesville, baby. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gone girl. And seriously, it's scrolling down even further. Oh my God! So much blue, so little red. We have so, yeah, Alyssa Slotkin, Kim Schreier, why, Max Rose, why did Dean so Phillips. Many members of Congress take so much issue with what this is. This is an honest to God question. Why did so many members of Congress take issue with what Omar said? Uh, Was it because of the Benjamins' tweet? Did they I not follow up? Did they not pay attention to what she said afterwards? The offense they claimed to have was that they actually um, they actually she actually said that uh, they give allegiance to a foreign country. Mm-hmm. And the and the objection was no, I give allegiance to the United States of America. You could disagree with support for Israel, but no one gives allegiance yeah. to Israel. And, yeah, and that's the, what they took issue with, Democrats and Republicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was that. I, it wasn't the fact that APAC uh, is a lobby group. Everybody knows that. They pour lots of money into pro-Israel right. policy. Nobody's going to falter for that at all because yeah. I agree with that. I think we all do. Here, yeah, it's. I, but I just, what they what they took what they they took issue with was that she said they they give their allegiance. It's a forced allegiance to Israel. Yeah. Did, did she say Israel? Yeah. There are okay, roughly another, you have a different to comment another, to an, to another country. I just I, I, I also she's talking about APAC, so she's obviously talking about Israel. But that, obviously, when you say obviously, yes, we can assume she's talking about Israel, but she did not mention the country specifically. She also mentioned other lobbying groups, and I think, and I really I could be wrong on this, but I feel like she was talking about allegiances to lobbying groups. Well, I'm not I'm not defending. You know uh, her critics. So what I'm saying is, is that I know, I know, I know that you're not. Hey, uh, real quick, their objection, their objection was that she was implying that that Democrats and Republicans have forced allegiance to Israel. Yeah, I mean because of her attacks on a specific pro-Israeli group, APAC. Yes. Real quick, real uh, quick. So that's that, that's all. I mean, How's I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that's what the. The, the, yeah. That's what's uh, all. Real quick, uh, House of Representatives currently has two Republican uh, uh, Jewish uh, oh. representatives. Uh, Democrats, I can't even count them. There's so many. I, I mean, there's so there's so many uh, Jewish representatives in the current um, Congress. I don't even. I, I I'm having a hard time counting. 
Alyssa Slotkin, Kim Schreier, Max Rose, Dean Dean Phillips, uh, Elaine Lurie, Andy Levin, Susan Wilde, Jackie Rosen, Jamie Raskin. Uh, 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 let me see. Josh Gottheimer, Lee Zeldin, Brad Schneider, uh, Alan Lowenthal, Lois Frankel, uh, Suzanne Bonamici, uh, David Cicilline, Ted Deutsch, Jared Poles. No, no, no. He, he okay. He retired. I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, John Yarmouth, uh, Steve Cohen, Adam Schiff, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Susan Davis, uh, Jan Schakowsky, Shelley Berkeley. No, 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 I'm sorry. That uh, She retired. I'm sorry. Uh, Brad Sherman, um, Jerry Nadler, Nita Lowry, Elliot Engel. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's everybody. But that's a lot of names. The, the Republican names uh, who are currently uh, David Kustoff and Lee Zeldin. But done. To, I'm done reading they, the Republican list of the pro-Jewish party. But they make up for it in the number of women they have, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Vir <laughs> Let me see. Vir they got uh, Virginia Fox and... Oh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's just, yeah, he's, whoa. Yeah. She's so alive. Some no, say, some, not, some say. It's like Nosferatu. Uh -huh. uh. <laughs> For the vote. Who's this nose for? Atu. Um, anyway. Ooh. Yeah, I am sorry. Worse than not even not even qualified to be a dad joke. Anyway, we ran we ran long with all that, so we're we're uh, we're not going to be able to do a reverse call in unless, somebody, unless somebody's dying to come on for like five minutes. We got to do uh, name calling right now, and I didn't even see if there's any birthdays. So, um, but Rain, are you ready to uh, do some uh, some name calling? Our girl Friday. I I am. Excellent. Here we go. Love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing. Here. You want to mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. Um and oh I just came up with a new theory. Uh hold on, I gotta I we gotta do this. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. I know why Republicans are more pro uh pro Jewish and uh pro and less anti Semitic. They are so protective of Jewish people, they won't even let them run for public office. Oh. To keep the you know, so they can keep a low profile and they'll be safe and nobody'll hurt them. Explains what they do with women, women too. Yes, yes, they're so precious. They just need to lock them away mm. in a dungeon. <laughs> God. Anyway, Rain, uh, that's my theory. Okay, I've been trying to be really quiet this half hour. You don't because I was a big mouth the past hour. Yeah. Anyway, to tonight in the chat room we have Adam Hebert, we have Bobber DC, we have Heather, we have Jay Collie, we have Cat, 
We have Kenny. We have Living on Long Island. We have Marnus. Joe is not in the studio. Nope. Nope. Paul's coming um, from inside the house. <laughs> I'm up. In, I'm up in the rafters. <laughs> okay, you you, you I, hang I, out there, buddy. Okay. I, I, <laughs> um, <laughs> we have Michelle. Uh, we have Moon Mary President. We have myself. We have Sandy and Derwood. We have Scooter Cans, and we have Tim Coramal. Oh, did, I don't think I missed anybody. Did I? I think it. Miles is listening. Um, I, I believe. I, and I feel, think feel I better. saw that there was a Loki in here. Loki is a, is a, is a feisty little black cat that belongs to. Uh, well, oh. I'm sorry. That owns Miles and Michelle. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. And See, uh, I am very trustworthy. And my Miles feel better too. If you're listening, uh, uh, Michelle says he's got a bit of a head thumper right now. So uh, we'll try not to play anything that annoys you. I don't know what that might be because Miles is not that easily annoyed. Um. So uh, he's he's a patient fella. Anyway. Um. And I'm looking forward to uh, tomorrow on Mike Check Radio. Uh, if if uh, I I believe Theo is going to come on and uh, give his, uh, I think they're going to co-review the Captain Marvel movie. Susan and I might go try see a matinee tomorrow uh, of Captain Marvel. If not, we'll see it soon. Because fuck the incels and the men's rights activists who are trying to tank that movie. Go fuck yourselves. Oh, Can we're sad. Brie Larson was mean to us. <laughs> is is Captain Marvel a female? Yes, she certainly is. Okay. You need. You guys should go see this. I know you're not big into Marvel movies, but you guys should go see it just to say fuck you to the men's rights activists. Um, I'm betting this is a movie you could see without having, without needing it, like like Wonder Woman. I think like Wonder Woman, you should probably go watch this. Um, okay. Uh, and in in by the way, your money will go to piss off incels and management rights activists. So, go check it out. Oh. Because they're so mad. Oh my God, they Are suck they their really? tight their tidy whiteies got sucked right up into their lower colon. Is it because they thought that Captain Marvel was supposed to be a man? No, it's because Brie Larson came out and hurt their feelings. She oh. said she wanted greater diversity uh, uh, from uh, interviewers and movie reviewers um, when it comes to movies that involve women or people of color. They just don't want to sit down with a bunch of white dudes. And, you know, they. she wants different people doing interviews to ask different questions from different perspectives and then a whole bunch of men's rights activists and incels said you just alienated 50% of your of your audience and uh, other white guys who are reasonable uh, and intelligent and uh, thoughtful like me, Bob, Joe, Adam, Miles, whatever Theo, um, we said um <laughs> You okay? You okay, bro? <laughs> Y'all right there? So, you, but, did you? Okay, I just. Oh my God, he was. To he's gonna cry. Oh, I see the tears. Um. <laughs> so these incels and all these men's right activists. Yeah. Um, they're That's not fun. going to. They're not going to add to the population, right? Uh, pr 
Probably not, but they will so add to the. We they they will add to the population of the River of Tears. Oh, oh no! Oh, he's getting sad now. Oh no! There's like watering oh. in the eyes. Oh, now he's running away. Oh, is he gonna cry? He's gonna cry? You see that? He was totally going to cry. Totally going to cry, and then ran over to Rotten Tomatoes and didn't even see the movie and gave a fake review. Fuck you, Brie Larson! <laughs> I mean, it's not like any incel's going to say, Hello, son. Here's a movie that you should never watch. Um, yeah. And then you know what? If you reproduce, and then you know, but the thing is, if there are men's rights activists out there that have kids that tell their sons that, their sons are going to be like, "Fuck you! I'm going to see that movie. I want to see it even more now. She's hot." (laughs) (laughs) Um, it has Samuel L. Jackson in it. You going to tell somebody not to go see a movie with Samuel L. Jackson? All right, (laughs) good luck with that. Um, yeah, so there's, there's, there's so many hurt feelings over this. I love it. Um, oh, we have a jingle for that too. I got hurt feelings. I got hurt feelings. I got hurt feelings. <laughs> I think there's a, uh, I just signed up for HBO now. I think there might be a new Flight of the Concord season that came out recently. What? Or is coming. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Oh, you guys like Flight of the Concords? I love that show. Oh my god. Yeah, they they were uh, yes. there is another season. They did a season 3 or 4 or whatever it was. Yeah, they it did or is coming. I don't know. So that's where this clip comes from. You're the dick in this scenario. How does that feel? A taste of your own dick medicine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. And then you know another the another clip I have from that is in the one the one bumper when we come back from break is like, um, uh, it's the coolest fucking thing I ever heard in, in my life. <laughs> Whatever. That's from, uh, that's from flight of the Concords too. So it's really cool. It's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That's the clip. Um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they played that dude that hangs out in front of the, the store. They played him their demo or something like that. It's really cool. It's also the coolest God, fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire show. life. Oh, it's so yes, good. The Bob Bo- and I the Bowie episode. Concord aficionados. Yeah, no, the Bowie episode's a classic. So that is that is oh like one of the best things ever made. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but no, I, I love that, and, and Kirsten Shaw is awesome in that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, Murray, Murray, that's the name of their manager, right? That guy, I love Murray. That, guy. that was Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so what? Are you from Australia? No. <laughs> New Zealand. You know, where they made Lord of the Rings. Then they had that Lord of the Rings episode. That was really funny. I can't do a, news, a Kiwi accent. I'm sorry. I gotta go um, back and watch all of it. Oh, yeah. I think it, now that I signed up for HBO now, because Game of Thrones is coming back. Don't say it. Yeah, you and you all enjoy that. Don't say it. I, I will winter, enjoy it. Winter, I, I don't need came. your. I don't need your permission to enjoy it. I don't need winter you to explain. Over. I don't I need you to play. This weekend, I do not need for you to explain to me Westerosi winters either. I'm telling you. Knock it off. No. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know is, nothing, Rain. You know I know you, everything. You, you guys know live nothing, in your Rain. Game of Thrones world. Rain, yeah, Rain, Rain, nothing, Rain, trashing Rain. Game of Thrones. You know what? I'm very much looking I forward to the moment when that stops. Yeah, I did not trash <laughs> Game of Thrones. And hello, Mr. Robert Rouse. I don't like Game of Thrones either. I no. know. I heard what you had to say about it, Mr. Opinion. i am telling you people opinions are like assholes everybody's got one we all stink (laughs) y'all can love your game of thrones but we are now in the middle of winter and this weekend is daylight savings we're not in the middle of winter winter has come we're on the ass end of winter spurted out white fluffy wet stuff called spring ahead for a reason we're on the ass end of winter It's not March. white fluffy wits, though. It's white walkers. It's much. Oh, that... I'm smart. It's much. It's much. It's much. Oh, anyway. We had white fluffy stuff spurting out here today. Winter. It's going to be 50 here tomorrow. Winter so. has come. <sighs> All right, we're going to break. Uh, Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. I love this This infighting over Game of Thrones. And, and what was the other thing we fought about? Oh, yeah, the Finger Lakes and all that dumb shit. So. <laughs> that is the middle Finger Lakes, too. <laughs> yeah. It's the thumbs down lakes. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go over to I'm gonna go over to Rotten Tomatoes and downvote the the Finger Lakes in every movie that has the Finger Lakes in it because <laughs> because reasons. <laughs> All right, we're having too much fun. Let's go to the break. When we come back, we're gonna do some cleanup work on some audio. We got some other audio. We got some news about Manafort. Um, not very happy about it, but anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. I can handle things, I'm smart, not like everybody says. Like dumb, I'm smart, and I want respect. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! 
Oh, Loki's a good-looking boy. Look at that picture of Loki in the chat room that Michelle pulls out. What a good-looking little boy. I want to pick him up and nuzzle him. Uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, oh, he's a handsome bottle of black kitties, too. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I told anybody. We have... Oh my God! I got to tell you guys this story real quick. Let me let me uh, uh, introduce everybody uh, first off. Bobber for Freedom's blog, the Braumeister. Welcome back to the program, sir. Thank you. Oh, uh, AKA Mister Opinion. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's actually a good name for somebody. If you if you want it, I'll call you Mister Opinion from now on. Um, and uh, of course, uh, uh, Rain from For Freedom's blog. Washington D.C. Mrs. Opinion. <laughs> I what I no, Bob? Can I say something? No, no, you may not. I have no opinion. <laughs> okay, well, I, I I think that's not true. <laughs> so, uh, it's kind and, of true. And uh, of course, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scrantorsa. Sometimes we calls him. Uh, Joe Sandor's Grand Pennsylvania, the Electric City, uh, the Clown Car Grease Monkey. Welcome back. I am no one. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, a man. Uh, shit. Uh, what's the thing? Aria. Aria. Uh, yeah, no, no. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm saying uh, it is. It, it is known. I'll say that. And uh, yeah, so welcome back uh, to the show, everybody. Yeah, uh, Black Cat story, uh, everybody. this this uh year uh this this winter uh, i'm guessing maybe the tail end of january tail kitty tail um winter a a little black cat showed up and was hanging out on our newly minted patio uh on our garage and it was just a beautiful little cat she's not that big i think she's a she i'm fairly certain and um and we started feeding her and we also did the responsible thing and we trapped her and we were we set her we we kept her in our garage with a space heater on overnight and we took her to the apl the next day to get her fixed and then we were gonna let her rest for another day in the garage and that never happened and i'll tell you why because apparently there is another decent person in our neighborhood that already fixed this cat. Oh. And because we couldn't tell when we trapped her, but you know what they do is they they clip the top of one of their ears, the the yep. the right right yeah. ear, I believe. And we couldn't tell. We didn't even think to look for it. And we took her in, and the vet looked at her and used a like high-powered flashlight to look at her ear, and was like, "Yeah, it's a straight cut. You can tell how it healed. This is not like um, a cat that lost part of its ear in a cat fight or anything. This cat has been fixed." And so uh, we named her Billy, and and we feed her on a regular basis, and she's currently living under the uh outdoor like we have like a a metal couch that we keep out on the patio that uh has cushions we put on it when it's nicer out and um uh currently there's some lumber that i need to cut down that's propped up in front of it uh that she has been living behind uh 
to shield her from the wind. So we're going to come up with a, a place for her to live. She's totally feral. There's no way we can take another cat into the house, but we will feed her as a community cat uh, for uh, as long as she thinks we're cool. So I go out at 10.30 every night and give her food, and um, she was a little scared off after we trapped her in, and then released her. Um, uh, but she came back around, she talks to me and, you know, she's just an adorable little cat. And if I could take her in, I would, but I, I think she's too old and too feral. And, uh, honestly, I, I like the idea of having a, a little free cat that runs around on her own. You know, we're still going to make sure she's, you know, eating right and everything like that. Cause you know, we feed our cats good food. She'll get fed once a day. Um, for the rest of her life that she hangs around us. And I think other people feed her too, because she's a really friendly feral, you know, she like, she, she's so cute. She like wants to play with the squirrels, you know, she'll like a squirrel. Th Does there'll she be a, really? Yeah. Like I, I was watching her one day from the sun porch and there was a squirrel that was at the base of the tree closest to the house. And it's doing its a little dickhead squirrel thing going, you know, and she's just like laying and she, she, she sees him and she's like, Oh, that's cute. And she flops on her side and she rolls around on her back and everything. And then, um, and then the squirrel like decided to like try and escape her and she like chased it up a tree and she just sat there and then she flopped around on the neighbor's driveway and rolled around. So I don't know. Maybe she's taunting her prey. I'm not sure, but it kind of seemed like she just thought it was like a weird little mutant cat that she wanted to play with or something. I don't know. So uh, and Timby goes out in the sun porch with me from time to time and watches her. So it's pretty cute. Um, yeah, but <laughs> Michelle says she'll decimate the birds in your area. It's sad, but I, I don't think she'll she'll go for the birds as much because I think there are other people in the neighborhood feeding her. Especially since somebody around here fixed her, and you know, so I think she's probably getting a couple squares a day. So I, I think you're right. I think you're right. We had a feral cat that was like that too. Bob, are you there? Would you like to speak on Juliet? Oh, Juliet. Um, yeah, actually, Juliet came in and was hanging out in the house for a while. Because we dragged her in because it was like ten degrees. Yeah, it was cold outside. But yeah. we found out later Juliet was a feral cat who'd been hanging out at everybody's house on the block. Mm-hmm. Six Everybody Supper Sid. Everybody was feeding her. Six Supper Sid. That's a, there's a book called, a kid's book called Six Supper Sid about a cat that goes from door to door. Uh, yeah, our, and, Susan, and when, we, yeah. when we finally got Roy, Juliet was like, I'm out. She moved She moved in across the street. Mm. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, well, so that's our feral kitty update. Billy, Billy, our outdoor black kitty. I'm, I'm excited about her. I, I, I really feel a connection to her. I think when, when summer comes around and we're grilling and stuff, I think she might become a little bit more friendly. And down the road, if she seems to become even more tame and, you know, God forbid anything happens to our cats, you know, if we're ever in a situation where we can take her in, we, we might. We might. I don't know. So, uh, anyway, I want to play another, um, clip. I want to go back to, you know, how anti-Jewish we are. Um, you remember what Trump said, um, 
outside the helicopter, uh, you know, oh, the Democrats have become the anti-Jewish party, even though there's only like four Jewish <laughs> congressmen right now. And there's like a, 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 a boatload of Jewish Democrats. Um, well, Juan Williams, uh, on Fox news decided to blast Trump for his little fucking remarks outside the helicopter. It was, it's pretty good. One of the things about the president's comments as he was getting on the plane is it's so incredibly blunt an instrument. Remember only 6% of Jews voted for Donald Trump in 16. Huh. Uh, I think what you see is evangelical Christians who are huge supporters of Israel for their own reasons yeah. are disappointed that the steps the president has taken moving the, the capital to Jerusalem light has not engendered more support from Jews in the United States. This is, as you just heard from Donald Trump, an effort to make it out that there's only one party that supports Israel and the United States, and that's the Republican Party. Well, this is a huge distortion. It's not in touch with reality. Even yesterday, you heard from people like Bernie Sanders, who is Jewish, saying this is an effort is? to somehow put a damper on honest conversation about U.S. foreign policy. Well, watch how it plays out. We'll watch how it plays out. All right, Bill Hemmer. Uh, so <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Six percent of Jews voted for Trump. Six percent. That number is kind of amazing to me. In in what regard? I didn't think it was that low. Mm-hmm. I I just in that regard. Yeah. I don't want to step into a bad place, but. Six <clears> percent <throat> of Jewish people, or people who say they are Jewish, six percent. That's it. Yeah, that's a amazing. whopping six. Whopping six percent. Joe, what do you think of that? I'm amazed it's that high. <laughs> yeah, really. Any other comments on that? I'm serious. Well, you know what, what Joe said is. I, I don't think of elections as, <clears throat> when I think of elections, I think of it more along the lines of men, women, um, progressives, liberals, conservatives, Republicans. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think of it religiously. And so that that did stun me. That, that really surprised me. What about you, Bob? I, um, yeah, I'm a little surprised too, because I, I mean, I know... I mean, I have a few Jew- Jewish friends, and they tend to be more on the conservative side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at the least, opposite. I know, for me. I know this. I know this is such a freaking stereotype, and I almost don't want to say it. But they tend to be more fiscally conservative, um, you know, which makes them more like Reagan Republicans as opposed to you know Trump Republicans. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, the uh, I'm just yeah, I'm surprised it's that low. So, um, uh, any any other thoughts on? The, well, here, let me play this this next clip. Um, uh, uh, Trump, you know, uh, from what Ilhan uh, represented. I do have one quick yeah. thing to say. Sure, go ahead. One quick thing to say: this idea that um, Democrats are anti-Jewish people. Six mm-hmm. percent voted for Trump. Six. So that's not even like an outlier. Yeah. That means that 94% of Jewish people voted for a Democrat. 
Yeah, and Sandy and Derwood says Jews know that Dolt Forty Five is an anti-Semite. That's why yeah, thank they you, Sandy. O- only six percent. Um, ninety-four percent. Absolutely. So uh, let me play this clip. Uh, you know, after all the clips I played you about all the insensitive shit, and let's not forget Trump. You know, and his son more recently made jokes about uh, Native American genocide. Um, all the horrible shit he said about African Americans and the the actions he took against a- African Americans before he was president. Um, you know, uh, but oh, but Joe Biden said something about uh, segregated busing back in 1970. But mm-hmm. Donald Trump said no black people in my buildings. <laughs> he said, yeah. "Oh, uh, you should kill these young men uh, of color." who, uh, you know, didn't do anything wrong, you know, and never apologized. He was the fucking birther king! And then he says this about Ilhan Omar's remarks. One other thing I might want to say is that anti-Semitism has no place in the United States Congress. Unless you're a Republican. Omar is terrible, what she said. And I think she should either resign from Congress or she should certainly resign from the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Oh. What she said is so deep-seated in her heart that oh. her lame apology, and that's what it was, it was lame, and she didn't mean a You're word. You're lame. Uh, was just not appropriate. I think she should resign from Congress, frankly. But at a minimum, she shouldn't be on committees. Well, certainly, that committee. How does he know what's in her heart? He, he uh, answer is he doesn't. Um, I'm sorry. What is he doesn't, Alex? And Alex, Alex, direct, please. Uh, I hope you beat this shit. So yes. But uh, and Trump can just take a pound of salt and put it up his buttocks. Up his anus. Oh. What? His big dirty asshole. His big. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think I think just put some salt up. And this one time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my big dirty asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do. I think his colon needs some brining. Oh. Yeah, y'all think about that. Just dry it out. I, I'm I'm finishing up Mad Libs, so uh, I'll leave it to these guys to <laughs> respond. Uh, what the hell? You know, <coughs> here's the thing. We we've been having a really good conversation about about Representative Moore. He he is spewing bullshit. He doesn't know anything that she said. He doesn't understand the context. He somebody told him, oh, she said something that could be considered anti-Semite, and so he's talking shit. Yeah, he doesn't Noted. understand. What anti-Semitism is? He thinks all. anti-Semitism is not, you know, kissing uh, crooked B- Benjamin Netanyahu's nutsack. That's what he thinks anti-Semitic is. I love. Why don't you like kissing his crooked nutsack? Yeah. Nutty Nutty Yahoo, Ben Yahoo, Netanyahu, who's been indicted by uh, the Israel's Attorney General. Attorney General. God, can we get that over here? There's something Israel's doing right. So, 
And I'm not saying Israel doesn't do a lot of good things. Israel's a great country, but the the uh, colonial um, Zionist policies over there are making the Middle East worse. We need to make the best of a bad situation with Israel and Palestine. And unfortunately, it is, uh, you know, Israel is a pretty new country on the on the globe. And there's still yeah, a lot true. of it. There are people still alive that have very hard feelings about how, the, the you know, again, it's colonialism. There are a lot of people who are anti-colonialism, anti-displacement, anti-diaspora, anti-apartheid. That doesn't translate to anti-Semite. Just because the people perpetrating the apartheid state happen to be Jewish with the backing of a lot of Christians does not make people anti-Semitic or anti-Jewish. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's there's no undoing. Jewish people, there's no sect of Jewish people, or not Jewish people, um, Christian people who really do want to see we're talking about the we're talking about the they want to see, see they want to see Israel yeah. fall in World War three yes. and the return of Jesus they don't want to see Israel prosper they want Israel yes. to be the fucking sacrificial lamb for them yes yeah you that's know? kind of what I was getting at yeah and I don't think that representative Omar is is talking about that at all I think the people who want to see you know Israel fall I think those are See, again, I don't know enough about Semitism or anti-Semitism to speak on this from a, mm-hmm. a, a scholarly point of view, but to want to see a, a, a nation state, a, a country fall for religious reasons, I find that problematic. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, God, I think this is a... This is <clears throat> this whole Omar thing is part of a much broader assault on the smear Democrats. campaign. Smear campaign against Democrats, exactly. Yes, if you start to notice, and I, I, I brought this up the other night on my rant, you start to notice that the Washington Post is running an article about what Joe Biden said in 1970. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're listening about Amy Klobuchar eating a salad with her comb. Which is a brilliant idea, a very efficient. We're listening to how Kamala Harris is not black enough, or not really black, or not the right kind of black. Same thing that happened to President Obama from the right. Yeah, uh-huh. be- because oh, her father was Jamaican, and it's not really a black person. Uh, 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 we're listening to how. By the way, that is black. Mm, uh, Just not African American. Black. Right. Um, we're listening how how. Well, Cory Booker's too black. Can't have another black guy. Uh, and he Booker's might too black. And he well, might yeah, be. I mean, and, I mean, and I he, he might oh, be gay too. Cory Booker might be gay. Oh, no. <laughs> and he may be gay. Uh, we have Elizabeth Warren, who who family lawyer told her that she, and, and, and DNA shows that she she had Native American heritage in her mm-hmm. blood. Um, I don't. 
uh, so we're going to make a big thing out of this. Uh, you see the assault on the Democrats, and then I hear how socialism is such a bad thing for Democrats to be talking. Oh, the Green New Deal. Oh, my God. Democrats better back off of that. But all these pundits know – I love how all these Republicans are trying to tell Democrats how to run their party. Yeah, yeah. And we, fall, and we fucking fall for it. And the sure. pundits fall for it. I mean, oh, they better get somebody in the middle of the road. They better, mm-hmm. they better not go too far left. They better not go for this new Green Deal and Omar and this uh, Ocasio Cortez. Oh, she's, she's, she's too she, smart ass. And she's already president too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I mean, this is a broader attack, and you see it in the mainstream media more and more on the Democrats because of this, this uh, both siderism and this. Uh, a uh, faux fairness kind of thing that well you know you gotta gotta be tough on both sides you know but don't make shit up don't oh. make shit up well I you mean know, okay, don't well, tell well, me what Biden said in 1970 I don't give a fuck what he said in 1970 yeah yeah this goes this goes back to something that um when and by Zelda... the way oh, excuse me Green but and I'm by sorry, the way there were a lot of people who were against forced busing. Now, I, I am aware of that. Okay. And it was not the greatest idea in the world, by the way. Just so you know. And are we going to judge people on the most controversial thing they ever said in 1970? But that wasn't the most controversial thing he said. What he said in 1970 was something that a lot of the people in mainstream politics and mainstream America were thinking. I want to say this, and I know I know it's we're getting ready to close the show because I'm so happy that Joe brought this up. A couple of weeks was it this week or last week? Zelda McGregor, who I do respect completely, said, "Zelda Joe McGregor. Biden, yes, Joe Biden is on her list of no, no, I'm not going to do this." And I do remember saying at the time. I respect her opinion, but I also believe that there are people who times are changing. And if we want to go back into into like what the Washington Post did and go back that deep to see what politicians that we have now said back then. Yeah, I can under I can understand why people are going to say no to Joe Biden. However, I'm going to back this one around. The people who are going to say no to Joe Biden tonight need to go back and listen to what Joe Biden said at the time and understand where we were at that point of history. Because it's only history that we learn from. And when I say learn from, I mean learn from and move on to. It's the only way that we become better. And I don't think that what Joe Biden said about that should disqualify him. Because you need to pay attention to what he has said now. Yeah. Does that? I, I hope that makes I, sense. I do. To, well, to well. Here, let's get Joe your let's Bob. get let's get your opinion on this because Cat in the in the chat room is saying her issue with uh with um Biden is calling Pence a decent guy. That doesn't disqualify him. No, that doesn't disqualify him, and I'm not going to vote for 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 uh, Donald Trump because. Joe Biden said Pence is a nice guy. 
Oh, no, I'm just asking. I'm asking Rain. I mean, you know, you said it's what he says today. He kind of backpedaled on that. I mean, I'll tell you what right now. I'm not going to lie. Why are you putting I, this on me? No, because I'm because and I'm just ask, I'm asking this on me because no, you know no, no, I don't. I don't she isn't. Hold she on. isn't. Wait, wait, she wait, isn't. Wait, wait, that was wait, my decision wait. to read that I comment. An I, I have an answer to this. That was my decision I alone disagree. to read that comment. I disagree with Joe Biden on calling Pence a decent guy. I do, too. That doesn't mean that I am going to dismiss Joe Biden's entire history. Exactly. I know Joe Biden well enough to know yeah. that he is a politician. And what he said was mm-hmm. the way he said it. He knew, he knows who Pence is. Well, here's I'm, my I'm thing. I'm sorry for sounding really angry no, 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 about no. this. No, no, no. And I'm sorry. I didn't mean I, to pit I, anybody I'm against. I, I, I was just curious because that has been bugging me too. But then I go back and I think if it wasn't for Joe Biden, where would Obama have gone? With uh, marriage equality. Yes. Exactly. And I'm sorry for raising my voice and sounding angry. It's okay. Angry, but... and, and I'll tell you what, given a binary choice between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, I'm not even going to hesitate. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll take, uh, you know, Biden's at the top of my list. I'm going to tell everybody right now, Biden, because Republicans are scared shitless of Joe Biden. Because he is an unshakable fighter. When it comes to debates, do you guys remember was, him in the what debates? What was Joe Biden supposed to say about Mike Pence? Was Joe Biden supposed to come out and say he's a shithead who wants to electrocute people well, over LGBTQ? I, I don't want to even. I don't want to even. I don't want to. going to help. I don't even want to get into you know what what he was supposed to or what. I'm just saying. I'm weighing what he, he did to help progress. You know, help progress in our society versus. A comment where he said, you know, yeah, Pence is a fine guy, whatever. To me, he said it, and he just didn't think about it, you know? I, I, I mean, you know, it's like, what? it's just kind of a whatever. It's like, you talk to a cop. You, oh, do you know this other cop? Yeah, good guy, real good guy, you know? Because that, that's the thing. I don't know if you guys ever talk to cops, and you're like, oh, yeah, uh, I have a friend who's a cop. Uh, he works in the third district. Uh, do you know him? You know, Joe Blow? And he's like, yeah, good guy. Real good guy. Every cop will say that about every other cop. So that, to me, it was just kind of a, a, a one-off remark. Um, and, and Pence is a fucking disgusting lump of shit. But I just don't think, to me, I don't think Biden was even thinking about it when he said it. I have news. I have news for everybody. We are not going to nominate the perfect candidate. No. And the yeah, candidate well, we nominate, yes. we are not going to agree with every goddamn thing they say. So far, if you okay, pay that's not going to happen. Media, if you pay attention to the media, not one of our candidates is electable. Uh, it's not even a matter of electable. You, I'm not going to agree with... You know what with, I'm talking about, I'm not Joe, gonna, right? Yeah, I know. It's what I was talking about last um, Tuesday. But I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Well, that the the nominee is going to be absolutely perfect." They're going to have things yeah. in their past. They're going to have policy positions I do not agree with. But I know one thing: whether it's Joe Biden, Amy Klobuchar, whether it's Kamala Harris, whether it's it's Cory Booker, whether it's Elizabeth Warren, whether it's any of the twenty candidates that that are running on the Democratic ticket, I know for one thing: they are not going to assault democracy like mm-hmm. the asshole that's in there now. Yeah. Okay, yes. and I'm not going to sit here and parse everything and every policy of every candidate 
and and be an assassin to my own team. Yeah, I concur. Okay. Let I them concur. let them fight yes. it out. Let them fight it out in the debates. Mm-hmm. Let them fight it out on the campaign trail. And when when all is said and done, we'll all have our vote in the primaries, and someone will come out in the, in the top and be nominated, and we all get to, get to support them. Let them fight it out. Mm-hmm. Let them do it. One of the things I heard today was very interesting, and that's right. that politicians with long, long histories are the ones that are mostly going to be attacked because of their history. Sure. And I I feel like, okay, that's a good point. However, let's see the arc of their history and let's see how they changed. Let's see how that they grew and evolved and came to the point where they are today. And I, like I said, we had that conversation with Zelda McGregor a couple of a couple of a couple of weeks ago last week i can't count, tell anymore i understand her point of view about how she feels well, about McGregor. anita I, how she feels about anita hill i do understand that i get it i get that times are changing mm-hmm. i get that however i don't want to dismiss somebody like joe biden because of what he said 20 years ago because yeah. you look at his arc of history, he's he's learned from his mistakes. Yeah, and, and I and, and, and want what, people who learn from their mistakes, all of them, every yeah. one of them, all of the candidates. And I understand, I understand, you know, people speaking, um, saying stupid shit. I mean, we were, you know, I wasn't happy, you know, I wasn't happy with what he said about Pence at all. I wasn't happy I when I wasn't happy when he no. said he wanted to take Trump no. out behind the woodshed. I want to see, mm, but I neither. do, I do want to see him take on Trump on a fucking debate stage. Um, and uh, and it can be on Fox News. I don't fucking care. Uh, you know, just get Shep Smith to moderate it, guys. Think. Uh, anyway, yeah. we're, we're, we're long overdue for a break. Um, but you know, I, I didn't mean to set off a firestorm, but I did because I'm a good host. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh you knock it off, Mr. Opinion. Uh, no, <laughs> with your, <laughs> with your, no, <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Well, that's better. That's better. Uh, yeah. Patriotism is being proud of whatever you are and whatever you do. That was not the clip I meant to play. I meant to play this. <laughs> well, 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 said baby Jessica while having a nightmare. Uh, so anyway, uh, another song from Bobber coming up, uh, the heart Let's go to break. We'll come back. Uh, we got some Mad Libs. I got a little bit more audio. I want to play some Stephen Colbert about Manafort. Oh, and I got some George Conway uh, audio. <laughs> Kellyanne's hub- hubby. Uh, it's real short. But uh, anyway, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night. Right so after this. Hey? What? Kellyanne Conway and George, their sex is quick. Oh, yeah. It's short. Yeah, it's it's just like um, they look at each other and walk in other rooms. <laughs> Turn up the night with Kenny Pick every Tuesday and Friday from seven to ten p.m. Eastern. All of us need to stop focusing on the lobbyists and the bloggers and the talking heads on radio and KennyPick.com. Ah, banana oil. 
call. Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you played with laser swords. That they're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland! <laughs> yeah! Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And thank you to Meow Goodness over in the chat. Uh, man after my own heart said uh, right, at, right uh, during the break, be right back, need booze. <laughs> so. Uh, I demand to have some booze. There we go. Uh, from with nail and I with nail and I, if anybody's ever seen that wacky movie, it's kind of a fun movie, a little British, uh, drunken romp film. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, everybody chill out in the chat. We're, we're, we're just having a conversation here, you know? And again, I'm not, I'm not going to throw, uh, Joe Biden down in the well with, uh, um, with baby Jessica over his comments. It's still yeah, stupid remarks. Stupid remarks about Mike Pence, but it's not like it's not like the Nazis are fine people thing. Yeah, I mean Mike Pence is a Nazi in his own right, uh, but seriously, you know, I, I I think it was just something he said without really thinking, and a lot of politicians do that a lot of the time. Uh, but anyway, uh, oh yeah, baby Jessica in the well. Well, 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 said baby Jessica while having a nightmare. All right, let's get to this Paul Manafort stuff right now. Um, oh, no, 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 George Conway first. Uh, rare audio from George Conway, or as Trump calls him, Mr. Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> Mr. Kelly, <laughs> Yeah, their sex is real quick, like you said, Rain. 
they look at each other and go into their yeah. separate bedrooms. Uh, but George George Conway. Yeah. And sperm done. <laughs> yeah. Tip, tip top. Yeah, done. <laughs> uh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> tip top. <laughs> tip top shape. We call it sometimes tippy top shape. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh. Don't oh. mess around with God's America. And that's what the Conways are doing. They're they're the crossing the streams, as Adam Hebert would say. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, George Conway was giving <laughs> not, a speech. Not George sexually. Con- <laughs> yeah, George Conway was giving a speech. I got twenty seconds of it here. Uh, it basically torching Trump uh, for being a banana Republican. And the president has suggested that members of his own Justice Department should be locked up for investigating the president. Now, if people were to get indicted or not indicted on the basis of whether the president likes them, we wouldn't have a republic. We'd have a banana republic. Oh, Amen. Look at that. Amen. And also, little Rex Kwan. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> jeez. Uh, a little tiny doll wrist broken. And as Miles Lagan can attest, you can use uh, JB Quick Weld to put that back on. Um, <laughs> crafting. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love George Conway. This guy's great. This is guy. I, I want more speeches from him. You know, I don't even know where it was from. Uh, but you know, I, I, oh no, no, I knew where it was from, but yeah, he gave a speech today and CNN was all over that clip. Like a, like a, like Donald Trump on a big Mac. So, or a bucket of KFC. <laughs> or syphilis on Donald Trump. <laughs> Sexual Vietnam. Oh. All right. Meow goodness says back again. Hick. <laughs> 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 he put a little hick. Because, you know, uh, as Meow goodness said. Well, he syphilis would be on his penis, right? Uh, you no, know, you couldn't have waited for Mad Libs for that. Come on. <laughs> I was trying to play the booze clip for Meow Goodness again. One more time. Sorry, I'm I demand to have some booze. Well, you know what, Rain? You're the dick in this scenario. You're the dick in this scenario. How does that feel? A taste of your own dick medicine? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel completely straight up and just, I don't know what to say. Straight up now. Something. Ba, 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 I feel ba, erect. Ba, ba, da, da. All right. I feel see, completely erect in my opinion. All right, we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna have to play this Colbert clip. It's a long Colbert clip. Uh, it's like almost three minutes long, but I got to play it. It's about the Manafort sentencing, and then we'll give our opinions on it, and then we got to get straight to Mad Libs. Uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, I have met Donald Trump, but I would not say that we are friends. <laughs> And uh, I, I thank the Lord for that. <laughs> because today has been a rough one for those close to the president. Let's start with former Trump campaign chair and man with resting indicted face. <laughs> Paul Manafort. Earlier today, a federal judge sentenced Manafort to 47 months in prison. Okay. <laughs> 
not, it's not even four years. Okay, so not quite four years, but with good behavior, he is incapable of good behavior. <laughs> the 47 months Manafort got is a shockingly lenient sentence, considering the sentencing guidelines call for a prison term of 19 and a half to 24 years. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I gotta say that, that half, <laughs> that half has got a sting. Is that necessary? That's like hearing you are sentenced to death and community service. <laughs> but <laughs> Manafort's lawyers tried everything to get their client a reduced sentence except representing an innocent man. <laughs> Manafort even went on TV and freaked out on Gail King. <laughs> Metaphor's lawyers also claimed the sentencing guidelines were unfair since he was a first-time offender. But prosecutors pointed out that for over a decade, Manafort repeatedly and brazenly violated the law. He wasn't so much a first-time offender as a first-time getting caughter. And the bad news keeps coming uh, for uh, Pauly Numbnuts because <laughs> next week Manafort will receive a second jail sentence from a different federal judge for witness tampering and money laundering. You know you're in trouble when the only time you get out of jail is to go get sentenced to more jail. <laughs> a lot of people... I gotcha. I gotcha. Hey... A lot of people are saying it looks like Paul Manafort will be in the slammer for the rest of his life, but maybe he can convince a parole board to let him out early if he's a smooth talker. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's yeah. what the, our position is. No! He's going to be in there a long time. <laughs> it's been... <laughs> Never, never. I love it. I love that footage. Oh, so beautiful. It is. It is. I, I'm so glad that he played that because I played that uh, to death on this show for a while. That's what he. That's what he said. That's what I said. That, that's what our position is. <laughs> uh-huh. No collusion. Well, maybe no. Some no. Hold on. <laughs> you know. Blame yourself. Blame yourself. You, for such a bullshit message. Um, All right, so real quick, lightning round here. Let's go alphabetically. Uh, Bobber, what do you think of this sentencing for Manafort? What was that, uh, 30... What did they say? It was uh, just under four years. Yeah, uh, what what do you think? I think that's incredibly light. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I know that he's got another charge coming up with a different judge who's more likely to give him <clears throat> a lot more time. But, um, you know, the, uh, it, it, the judge is also a Reagan appointee and, and, and conservative. And I, I just, it's just blatant, um, uh, affluenza type of thing that says, yeah, that gave him that, that light sentence. You're right. You're right. And the the question out there too, if there are other, um, if there is other sentencing, when the other sentencing comes, it may run concurrent with uh, this, you know, four year sentence. Uh, it might not be tacked on. So uh, we'll see, Joe. Um, 
I know you're thinking Polly Numbnuts, <laughs> not Polly Wallace. Polly Numbnuts, <clears throat> as uh, Colbert uh, coined the phrase. Um, I, I know you want to see him rot in prison, but what what do you, what say you about this four year sentence? I think uh, I think as Congressman Heim said it best, they spent more time in detention in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that was Swalwell. I mean, was that Swalwell? Yeah, yes. I, I know it was one of one of them. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, please, I I was crestfallen, as they say, when I heard forty seven freaking months and time served. So he's only going to really spend three years. Yeah, three, um, because they're giving the guys a minute. Nine- yeah, and, and and the only thing is, I don't. I, I just hope that next week he gets the book thrown at him. He gets 10 years, and I hope they're consecutive, not concurrent. And mm-hmm. uh, and then he will rot in jail. Yeah. I mean, what? look, three the next three years aren't going to be very pleasant for him anyway. Uh, yeah. He's going to be in prison. But uh, that's, I mean, come on, please. I just saw where a woman who who who, vo- who was a felon who didn't know she was unable, supposed to vote got five for voting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh, they, in the I mean, South, they on. lock they lock up African American guys who shoplifted candy bars for twenty years. They had a kid, you know, he was fifteen years old. He stole a pair of sneakers. Got six years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a pair of sneakers at fifteen, and he was tried as an adult mm-hmm. for freaking sneakers. And then you this have tried as affluenzatine who murders people with his pickup truck while he's drunk. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right, Rain, you get the final word on Polly uh, Numbnuts uh, sentencing. Well, I love what Bob said about affluenza. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, the thing is, is that last night it was Ari Melber who said, do defendants ever get the max sentence for financial crimes? It happens. Former Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick got 28 years for fraud and bribery. And Kwame Kilpatrick. What color was Kwame Kilpatrick? Oh, he happens to be a person of color. Weird. His his co-conspirator got 21 years on a potential 20 years max. So, something's wrong here. Yeah. And, And I was pissed when this, I was really pissed when this came out, but... I I I hope I pray that at a certain point we're going to just really have a, a going into the future a really good look at you know privilege mm-hmm. because Manafort deserves to go to jail for many many years. I just agree for this particular this particular case, which was it was taxes. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and again, we're we're talking. I mean, the overarching theme on this show is that people uh, who have money, people in power, never pay the price. Whether it's Michael Jackson or R. Kelly or Ted Nugent or Donald Trump or you know Woody Woody Allen or 
um, you know, or or Paul Manafort this said he he led an ex- a good life up until this point. Oh yeah, a good life because he was fucking rich. Yeah, the good life. So this judge can go. Yeah, he pound. can go eat salt and pound it someplace. I don't <laughs> like this judge. Yeah, he can eat eat salt and pound crow. Uh, judge is so- a trumper. He's a, he's a trumper. <laughs> yeah. He's he as as Bob pointed out, he's actually a he's a Reagan nominee. Mm-hmm. The nominee. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, no, he sorry. was nominated by Reagan. I know. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, all right, we we're running long here. We got to get to the Mad Libs, everybody. But yeah, hopefully Manafort ends up in jail uh, or prison. I'm sorry, not jail, prison. A lot longer. But we got Mad Libs to finish up. Here we go. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. (laughs) Oh, God bless Mad Libs. All right, here we go. Uh, Bobber, I need an adverb. An adverb. Um, Corruptly. All right. Um, Joe... I need a, a verb. Uh, order. Okay. Uh, and I need a plural noun from you, Rain. All right. Wait. So we probably um. Oh goodness. Docket. Uh, dockets. All right. Okay, and other page. (laughs) I need uh, the uh, bobber. I need the name of a conservative. Name of a conservative. Um, Let's see. How about um, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly? Oh, okay. Can't put down her husband's name, because uh, <laughs> he ain't a conservative. Uh, Neither can she. Jo- well, yeah. Joe, <laughs> an adjective, please. Um, small. Okay, and rain. I need another adjective. Tiny. Okay, small and tiny. Uh, Bobber, I need an adverb. Another adverb. Um, yes. That's your punishment, Mr. Opinion. <laughs> um, opinionatedly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to help. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joe, an adjective. Uh... Uh, an adjective. Oh, think of a good one. Um, creepy. Uh, it's already been used. We had that uh, oh, used. Oh, geez. Just add, just add ish. Damn just, it. just add an ish to something. <laughs> Clownish. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually hoping you would say that. <laughs> uh, rain. Oh, lucky part of the body. 
And don't say that word in this house because it's already been used. I've I've already used that word, and I I'm sure it's been put in other people's mouths. So. (laughs) (laughs) I put it. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. I put. I actually, I already put that word in an empty spot here, uh, in the Mad Lib. But yeah, part of the body rain. A part of the body. Let's go with. my god okay um yeah there's only a couple parts of the body i understand why it's so hard i'm gonna go with clitoris (laughs) nice okay (laughs) man in the boat uh (laughs) it is a part of the body it is bobber i need a sound a sound (laughs) boy yo yo yoing (laughs) (laughs) all right boy yo yo yoing written down and joe you get the last one a (laughs) another conservative please another conservative um uh, i can't or trump uh, cultists (laughs) my my mind is blown. somebody under indictment. I don't know. Uh, 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 Paul Manafort. Oh, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to buy you guys Mad Libs for Easter. <laughs> then you guys can Easter fill Mad- them out. Easter Mad Libs. All right, these are from Mad Libs in Love. The first one is called A Case of Puppy Love. You guys ready for this one? Y'all ready for this? All right, this is uh, a case of puppy love, a telephone monologue to be read by a wankle rotary engine in pajamas. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. No, no, that's an old one. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I flipped back with it. Never mind. That was from last show. Uh, okay, this is advice to the lovelorn. Dear Dr. Kellyanne Conway, I have a small problem. I finally met a penis. Don't say penis in this house! (laughs) Who is in every way the woman of my turds. Well, that's awkward. That's different. That's different, all right. It's it's fetish like. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, She is opinionatedly intelligent. Blessed with tiny looks <laughs> and a truly clownish figure. <laughs> Best of all, she has a remarkable sense of muffin. My problem is she also has two Siamese pickles, to which oh, I am that's the problem. To which I am allergic. When I whenever I am near them. I sneeze my clitoris off and my banana turns red. (laughs) I like to spend the rest. I'd like to spend the rest of my life with her, but not with her pepperonis. What should I do? Signed anxious. Dear anxious. Your situation is definitely not the cat's boy. If your lady is truly attached to her squirrels, you may have to look f- 
for someone who has pennies for pets instead. Sincerely, Dr. Paul Manafort. Oh my God. Nothing All right. was attached. Everything got sneezed apart. Oh my God. Seriously, <laughs> that that sentence there. Uh, when I, whenever I am near them, I sneeze my clitoris off and my banana turns red. Yes, the banana is on the, the wall, the penis over there, dripping down. Oh, The clitoris boy. is in the corner. Oh, boy, oh, 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 oh. Uh, so. <laughs> okay, this uh, next one from Mad Libs in Love. Good manners make good sense. Last week, I received a moist letter from a bloody reader of this swampy column. He asked how he could make a scary first impression on the tippy tops of his girlfriend. (laughs) The answer is quite stinky. All parents respond corruptly to rancid manners. Be well-mannered, and they will welcome you into their crud with open groundhogs. (laughs) Oh, my God. If by chance you are invited to dinner, remember to never order with infection or your orifice. Never never rest your racists on the table. And never... Pick up dockets with your big dirty asshole. <laughs> oh boy! You don't want to pick up dockets with your big dirty asshole. No. Yes. You want to do that with your. You want to do that with your clitoris. Do that. I'll do that with your crab blow. Um, speaking of fingers, another young man was recently wrote. Uh, and asked me, what's wrong with picking your anus in private? Oh, well. (laughs) Everything, as I say, good manners make good sense. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mad Libs. Yeah, yeah. uh, Okay, so so the, the big dinner rules here is if by chance you are invited to dinner, remember to never order with your infection into your or in your orifice Never order with infection in in your orifice. That sounds... Never rest your racists on the table. Common sense. And never, never, never ever pick up dockets with your big dirty asshole. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with picking your anus in private? This sounds like the Republican National Committee... um... Yeah, we need something about the Ukraine in there. Uh, so. Yeah. It, <laughs> it sounds like the convention that you... That yeah, the in RNC in Cleveland. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. They had I'm Alex sorry. Jones and, and uh, Roger Stone out on the street. Manic street preaching to people. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Jerome Corsi could be their roadie. Oh, that's another. We need to mention that real quick before we go. Uh, Jerome Corsi is suing um, Alex Jones and Infowars for being the what do they say the mouthpieces of Roger Stone or something like that. Um, no, that just, so that just sounds. Uh, 
Yeah, they're not mouthpieces. And this one time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my... <laughs> Big, dirty asshole. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to Jerome, Jerome Corsi suing Alex Jones and in Infowars, I have one clip to play for them. Let them fight. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, fight, fight, fight. Let them fight. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, that and, and more. And although also um, uh, Trump's... Um, oh man, we got to mention this real quick. Um, Trump's... Uh, what was it? His uh, The Defense Department spent uh, millions of dollars on crust uh, on lobsters and lobster and crab 4.6 million dollars on lobster and crab in one month because there's a use it or lose it uh funds that different departments have and they fucking instead of using instead of losing it they went out and they they fucking spent millions of dollars extravagantly the Defense Department, Trump's Defense Department, they could have given that four point six million dollars back, and Trump could have tried to re reallocate it for the wall. I don't know. Maybe all those uh, lobster tails and uh, crab shells, um, you know, you can stack those up and build a wall with those. You dumb, dirty pieces of shit. Seriously. Yeah, that pisses to use me it off. or go ahead, Bob. No, I'm I just say that, that that pisses me off when. You know, I mean that happens. That's happened in my entire working career. That oh, we gotta we gotta spend this money, or they're gonna cut our budget next year because we didn't use it. Yeah. Yeah. This is the federal government. Well, they spent seven point seven million government, which they means spent that they should have had a way to spend the money before it was we got onto the point of use it or lose it. And they spent seven point seven million on uh, iPhones and iPads, and nine point eight million on workout and recreation equipment. Yeah. Nope. Welcome to Trump's grift. They spent mm-hmm. um, six hundred and seventy-three thousand dollars dollars on golf carts. Yeah. And musical equipment and pianos and tubas and trombones for $1.7 million. They spent a million dollars on pianos, tubas, and trombones. The Defense Department! (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, you fiscal conservatives. Um, Where'd where'd you go? Where are they? Oh, see if I can find some and bring them to you. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> where did they go? Where did they go? <laughs> so, all of them. All, all of them. them. <laughs> they went all right. up heaven's chimney. Right up there. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and wrap things up. We're we're almost we're ten minutes over right now. So uh, okay. alphabetic reverse alphabetical rain. What do you got on the way out? I'm done. No, I got nothing. You done? All right. Uh, I hate jo- America. <laughs> America, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate America. I'm just pissed off at this country right now. Fuck yeah. You're the dick in this scenario. How does that feel? A taste of your own dick medicine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, also, sucks. penis. Really? You can do. Yeah, you can do me. Yeah. yeah. Don't say penis in this house. Cash me outside. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Joe. What's your parting shot, sir? 
Well, uh, for all you beer lovers. Oh, yes. I happy like beer. Hour, happy hour arrived early in West Covina in California. What? When a big rig crashed, left hundreds of cans of Modelo scattered across 10 freeway overpasses. Oh, Modelo. my God. Modelo. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, he tipped over and sent dozens of light blue Modelo cases streaming across the freeway exit. That's into magic. The fairway lane. That is magic. Magic does <laughs> exist. <laughs> yes. So you might, yeah, Bobber, you might want to get out there. <laughs> yeah. He, make, he uh, makes better beer than that. Well, yeah, sure. Modelo is actually pretty good. It's not, uh, is it? Know, as far as Mexican beer goes, yeah. Well, Chips said some of the cases opened and the beer rolled out of the cans. Uh, I don't know how those chips uh, uh, got back to the... That'll clean it up. Yeah. So get out to California pick up some cans of... Yeah, cerveza. Pick up some cans of Modelo. What is it? Modelo... Especial? Modelo Especial. Yep. Especial. Cerveza. Cerveza. Way cerveza. Huh? Or Modelo S-E Special. I don't know. <laughs> Especial. Especial. Uh, it is, it, it's kind of a lager, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a Pilsner, it, well, it's a Pilsner lager, but it's more, it's probably closer to like American lager than like a German Pilsner. Well, there you go. Well, um, well, it's still scattered across the freeway. I'll tell you and it, it, Germans in Mexico. Not... Germans in Mexico. Bios con Dios, amigos. Bios um, <laughs> con Dios, amigos. There's, a, there's an Electric Six song called Germans in Mexico. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. It's a pretty great song. I'll see if I can find it on the network. Uh, but, uh, Bobber, uh, you get the final parting shot, sir. Well, we spent so much time talking about... Um, <clears throat> you know the all the noise that's that's uh getting getting the democrats all in an uproar and i mm-hmm. you know i just gotta say all this is is designed and and it's like f- the fuel is being put on the fire by russians right wingers uh you know the underground that, that just wants to see us infighting so uh, don't give into it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 play their game. I will. Uh, I'm I'm trying to get Germans in Mexico uh, queued up to play after the show here. So, uh, <laughs> but yes, Bobber, Amen, Amen to you, sir. Amen. All right, very good. So, all right, Germans in Mexico, coming up, coming up from the Switzerland album. I'm neutral on that album. I don't know. Um, <laughs> It's good. I see what you did. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Electric Six, Switzerland. Great album. Great album, by the way. Um, and uh, but yeah. Um, everybody, uh, check out Mike Check Radio tomorrow night. Theo is going to come on and give us a review of Captain Marvel, only to make incels and men's rights activists heads explode. Adam has also seen the film. I'm not sure if Miles and Michelle saw it or not. Uh, Susan and I might try and go see um, uh, a matinee tomorrow. I think we deserve it because things have been shitty and stupid in so many regards in this country and in whatnot, weather-wise, all that. 
And, uh, yeah, so I think um, it's going to be a good show tonight. And uh, Michelle and I will be doing our Mego review. I got Michelle to, to order the new Monster Migos, which is exciting. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. You had to be there. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, excitement tomorrow on Mike Check Radio. Next Tuesday, who knows what's going on. But hopefully... The call-in number will be fixed on Tuesday. I'll see if this patch works. I'll try to test it over the weekend and see what we can do. But uh, that's it. We'll see everybody later. Have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget to set your clocks back one hour. God damn it, I lose an hour this weekend. Ah! Oh, my God. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you! Good night, Lawrence! <laughs> That's it! <laughs> you don't fight with honor. No. He did. <laughs>